Hey, Lightning. Yes, Holman. Hey, you know what? I mean, uh, did you no, hear? No, what? What? Did you hear? Is this how you want to start the show? Yes. Did uh, you? Did no. you hear? I don't. I guess not. Ninety-one episode ninety-one is going to be way better than episode ninety, which was way better than eighty-nine, <laughs> which was way better than eighty-eight, which was a little bit better than not 87. true. Not true. No, 90, ninety was weak sauce. No, ninety was awesome. Eighty-nine crushed. Ninety was just okay. I don't. I don't even remember what any of those mean. Like, who did we even have on? I can't. Made trailers, so they were good, but we were bad. Oh well, why? Why go negative? Well, you're the one that brought it up. No, All I'm right, just you ready? Saying, I'm not ready? we're bad. 91, 91, 91. Okay, yeah, this right. one's going to be all-star. Here's why. Okay. Here's why. All right. Jason Sandusky, our friend from American Force. Oh, the guy Wheels. that's out in the lobby right now? <laughs> that one? Uh, In-studio guest. That's yes, nice. Yes, okay, so, right. so I don't know how he made it here because he got super lost. Yeah, he says some check. convoluted story, but he's not from SoCal. He doesn't, he doesn't even know how he got No, it doesn't matter, but he's here. Yeah, he's weird. here, and everyone knows American Force. It's a great story. Jason's going to join us in a little bit. Uh, we got a bunch of Know Your Notes where you guys sent in exhaust notes, and we're going to fail miserably we're trying try to guess where they guess are. We've got Chuck Mallet of Mallet Performance Cars. Now, Chuck... This is crazy. You may not have heard of him if you're a truck guy. You've certainly heard of him if you're a GM, like a Cadillac V-Series or a Corvette guy, because he's got a long, long history in tuning the GM product. Yeah, and I'm not going to say that he's dabbling in Lamborghinis now, but he is. We'll get to that. <laughs> okay, but let's talk about the Colorado and the Canyon thing. Yeah. Let's just say he can bolt on, in just a couple of hours, bolt on an extra 100 horsepower. Uh, or more. Or more. A lot more. Or more. To your Colorado. Okay, we're going to get to that. Just just saying. We're going to get to all that. All right, all right. We got to thank Nissan, who has been here for I don't know how many episodes. A but lot. A lot of episodes. Nissan, if you're looking for a new Titan, a Frontier, five-year, 100,000-mile warranty on the Titan. And listen, you know that the 2020 has got all new features coming out. If you're on the fence, like you don't know if you want the 19 or the 20, go down to the dealer and look. Because the 19, you're probably going to get a smoking deal on. And they both have that five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. That's what I'm saying. Which is awesome. You can wait for the 2020, but I don't... But if you're like Lightning and you're impatient, you should go get the 2019 what right you now. you're saying I'm impulsive? Is that what you're saying? Uh, impatient, at least. But probably also impulsive. <laughs> yes, I am. I it's have, a deadly combo. I have, yeah, dude, seriously. <laughs> it's almost... Uh, it's a short circuit with you. It's <laughs> one of many. Make a short circuit I feel like you're, uh, you're... Come on, that's an 80s song reference. Make a short circuit with me. <laughs> I feel like your circuit board is sparking. <laughs> <laughs> and arcing. It's a, it's a shunt to ground is what they is call it. Is that what that is? Yeah, shunt to it's ground. It's really weird when you sort of just ground out. <laughs> oh, man. What are we right. talking about? I we're talking about our friends base. over at Nissan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, get, head on down to your dealer, uh, NissanUSA.com. Check out the uh, all-new 2019 or 2020 Nissan Titan and Titan XD. And we've got some uh, cool information coming out because uh, I think next episode we'll have some XD news. We are? Yes, we What? Are. We just had XD news. We, no, we had regular Titan news. Oh, that's right. We haven't heard about the XD yet. Wait no. a minute. There's a, there's a separate uh, a little media program that I'm going to go out to. Wait, can you just give me a hint? Uh, I, I know I, you know. I, no, I don't. You really don't? I really don't. I'm looking forward to flying out to uh, Tennessee and seeing the truck in person. You really don't know? Seriously? I, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't why, seen it yet. Why do I not believe you? Um, I don't know. I could put all of my honesty in the drawers and on top of a deck system. That's how much honesty you have? Yeah, that's a lot. Okay. 2,000 pounds. pounds. <laughs> yeah. And it would be uh, dry, mm -hmm. and uh, it wouldn't be dusty, and it would be locked so mm -hmm. that nobody could steal my honesty. Would that be next to uh, all the, um, what were you storing that one time? Marbles? No. But sand. Ball sand. <laughs> sand. Why did you bring that up as a I reference have, I that still one have no idea. I was so confused. Vacation. We were talking about what you would put yeah, in, in, the, the, in the deck drawers, and right. it's like, I would have sand. I'm like, what? <laughs> Who would keep uh, sand safe? Sand. I just, I, maybe I don't want you stealing my sandcastle sand. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, deck wait, wait, sandcastle sand different? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's uh, is it finer? It's, yeah, it's moister, so that you can build <laughs> so you can build castles. <laughs> so it's heavier because of the water content. Yeah, deck.com. <laughs> okay. Hey, why don't we start the well, show? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> the truck show. We're gonna show you what we know. We're gonna answer what the truck. Cause truck rides with. Truck show. We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The truck show. The truck show. The truck show. It's the truck show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. You have to. Are you are you drunk? What's happening? No, I'm just having fun. This is the most fun thing that's happened to me all day. <laughs> Being able to be in a sweaty hot studio talking trucks uh, until the middle of the night is one of my favorite pastimes. Now, listen. Listen. Yeah. Stop destroying the intro. I love the intro. I'm just having fun. I feel like we just... Uh, You're the guy singing the national anthem. No. I would never do that. I respect the national anthem Well, then respect much. our intro. Why? I'm just having fun <laughs> with it. Yeah. Hey, maybe am I taking to, it too seriously? I think you are. I okay. think you need to lighten up, pal. You need to have a little bit of fun. You need to, you, need, you know what? You need to make the podcast fun again. Oh, God. You sure you want to go there? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get Jason in here. Why? Because he's fun? Mm, yes. Uh, so what is, is it? Are we doing who this? Are we doing- um... Yeah, but let's, what we should do is, uh, it, we know what we need. We need a some sort of a jingle for like the impromptu, I just rolled into the studio because I was in town. Yeah, like we, well, yeah, we need that jingle. That's a really long jingle, right? I just we rolled do into that. the studio because I was just having to be in town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jingle. That one. Yeah, I just yeah. landed at LAX and I was bored. I'm coming to the studio. <laughs> jingle. No, no, we need one. I just rolled in from Bakersfield and I took a really crappy road to get to LA. Do you have that one on there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, oh, that I, what I happened, know, Jason. I know what it's called. It's yeah, what the yeah. truck. Is that <laughs> oh, yeah. it is what the truck. What the truck? What the truck? What the truck? No, I don't feel like that. That's not. Uh, that, that's not fair. Oh, was that way too loud for you, or you? Or you got to turn no, it up? It's, it's, I turned down a little bit. He had it up to like eleven, like mine. I think it uh, just blew his ears off there. Are you, are you old and deaf, or what's it? Uh, see, you think I'm making fun I'm of not, you for that? And eleven is loud. Jason, uh, his ears are now bleeding. I am not old yeah. and deaf. I worked in radio and wore a pair of these uh, Sony MDR seventy five hundred sixes for twenty five years. Yeah. So, so you're pretty uh, much yeah. deaf. I've got uh, yeah got ringing it. in my ears. Yes. Do you need me to talk louder? No, you're fine. <laughs> you're, okay. you're in my head. You're okay. in my head. I think he's, uh, is it this? Yo, the truck show! <laughs> who dis, who dis, who the hell is this? A truck show interview you don't want to miss. We talk to top dogs <gasps> in the industry. How'd you blow up? How'd you come to be? Who dis, who dis? Truck show represent. So who dis? We have Jason Sandusky in the house from American Force. It's Wheels. been almost exactly a year since we had him on the show because yeah. he was part of our uh, SEMA coverage. Oh, yep. that's pretty right. close. Yep. Yeah, but have a, we saw you? Some, no, we looked for you at Lone Star. No, Jason, I was there. And we I, looked for you. I had hot pink socks on. You couldn't miss me. We hot looked for pink you. Socks. I did. Well, they're probably right? the co- they're probably the color of mud after uh, trudging through the uh, the grounds oh, there. Oh man, we were in the arena. I know. It we we looked for you. I know. We took pictures there. Okay. So I didn't see him there, and then we would go to Daytona Truck Meet, nothing. I was there. I was, how do we keep missing you? I was the big white guy with the American Force shirt on. I don't know. I didn't how see any of those. No, 
I mean, we made a, quite a few laps around there. <laughs> like every guy there is a big white guy with an American Board shirt on. I mean, I, I was there. You know, no, how, that's not you true. Know I, think when, I think when Kane Brown came in, I think we saw you and you were super busy. Yeah, I had to go handle some stuff with his security to get him in. That's what it was. That was the crazy thing is that this dude rolls in. He's yeah. there for 30 seconds. Doesn't even and sign any autographs. Takes a couple pictures and takes bails. A pic- yeah, a uh, few pictures and he's out. I'm like, wait a minute. And he drove his truck in. I thought he was going to leave his truck so everyone could like Google over yeah. him. And he bails. And, and by the way, his truck, his truck was filthy. Yeah, like, ever, have you ever heard of McGuire's? So dude? They, Come on. they did the they did the CMT awards the night before, and he performed. And basically, I think they finished that at like eleven or midnight. Jumped in the in the bus, and they all rode down, drove all through the night to get to Daytona. So, I think he was kind of still awake from that. And then, uh, you know, the trucks were dirty from hitting the rain the whole way, so they didn't have a chance to really get them good and clean. Yeah, there was some rain. So, yeah, and, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I think I'm but still wet from that uh, they, trip. The the idea behind it was, you know, Kane built the truck, wanted to go to a truck show and experience a truck show as a, you know... An enthusiast. Exactly, and not, not as what he is as a country music star. So, so he came in the VIP gate with a bunch of security, everybody parted the seats, Actually, he what's in. funny is he didn't even drive his own... He drove his own truck in, but not the truck everyone knew. Right. So he drove his, his uh, Chevy in and... Uh, well, his big buddy, the other big white dude with the American yeah, Bama. Bama. Yep. Yeah, so we talked to him a little bit. And, yep. He was uh, cool. He was funny. Yeah. Good sense of humor. Yeah, he's he's a trip. Bama's a good guy. How did that, How did you get hooked up with him? Did someone call you and say, I need some uh, some wheels or for, for a, you, for a you rock star? You know how it goes, man. You start getting phone calls and I know this guy and I know that guy and... and I'm be honest with you. I'm not a country music guy, so when they first told me, I was like, I, I don't know who that is. Yeah, well, it makes so two of us. I, I, had to, I, had to, <laughs> I had to look it up, but uh, no, Kane was really cool. We appreciate him coming out. He hung out, you know, shook some hands. I get not one to sign autographs, just wanting to be there with your truck. So it's a trip, cool. like not knowing who it was, and 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 Holman and I are sitting like two lumps of a log yeah, in the, on the golf cart, and and he rolls in, and all these kids are running after <laughs> yeah. his, his, well, I, his I was I was Silverado. We're like, what's happening? So I, I got divorced once, and so I actually from that point on really like country music go figure so i actually knew who the guy was i've you know never seen him or anything and all i wanted was just hey dude throw a little truck show podcast love up on your instagram that's all we need to yep. your four million yep. followers or whatever mm, and, not uh, so much no nah, nothing couldn't I'll even get a what, picture it, that that's a different animal because you know it goes through record oh, companies yeah, and producers and everything well, people else, don't so. realize a lot of the the artists don't own the rights to their own music anymore like yeah. they'll do the music but the record company owns the well, rights that's, that's yep. been the way since but, the I, but what i'm saying Elvis. is people don't realize that yeah oh i okay. think people think oh well that guy sings the song that's his song he can do it with you know whatever he wants that's not the case no no as soon as you show some uh, signs of you're about to break there'll be a wealthy guy that'll come up to you and say hey you know what i, I like your music i want to give you an advance i'm going to give you a yep. million dollars up front and i'm going to own your music and i'm going to just well, make sure you get paid some royalties yep. but what it buys this guy the rich guy is his ability to sell it into movie soundtracks yep. and commercials and things like that for the rest but of you life. can't do yep. what you want with that music anymore right so now at some point you can do what kid rock did and he bought it all bought it back. All back. I, I mean, I don't want to go too far down the, the, the uh, <laughs> slippery yeah, yeah, slope. Yeah. Music. We, we, can, we can talk about you know, that all okay. day. You know what's more important? Wheels? How the, no, how the hell did you guys get here? Uh, planes, trains, and automobiles? No, I, no, no, I no, heard no. a crazy we, story yeah. about you. We ended up on some insane, we knew, so insane two-lane two highway through the mountains. We, and by the way, those don't exist very you know, very much in, in SoCal. Like, you came from Bakersfield. It's all major five-lane highways coming down here. Yeah, but they're all like action-packed with traffic. Well, that's true. This time of day, for sure. It was it was pretty bad. So let me this, guess. This did you come down? No, no slower than going the way. Did you come through Santa Monica? Uh, yes. Malibu? Yes. Canaan Dune? I don't know where that uh, is. Malibu Canyon Road? Does that sound familiar? Uh, no. I'm, just to, I'm just trying to figure so it out. So when I met you at the door, here's why this happened. We came I, through Oxnard. I know that. 
Oh, Oxnard. Okay, so they came down PCH to 101. Okay. And yep. then stayed, hugged the coast. So They oh, didn't cut through. Yeah. So they're pre-mountains, right? No, no, no. Yes. We went through mountains. You went through but mountains. you went through Central California to the coast. Uh, I don't know. There was, um, we didn't even really see another car for an hour. Really? Where yeah. the hell was he? Man, that's impressive. All right, I, I'm going to say that you guys, because if you went through Oxnard, you would have had to go through like Moore Park or Camarillo or Santa Paula or Fillmore. Any of those just, stuff Yeah, no. no. Geo over there on the uh, casting couch is shaking his head. Oh, hi? <laughs> Oakview? Why, first, why were you in Bakersfield? Sorry about that. Oh, we hung out in Bakersfield today, see some customers and, okay. and some friends. And, okay. You know, just uh, our, our whole purpose out here this week is, uh, you know, gaining brand awareness for American Force on the West Coast. You do see it out here, just not as strong as you do at like Daytona and LST in Texas and, and all those places, so... So we've um, been talking. I want to know if you agree with us here. Are we just are we moving on from his, no, no, his no, crazy? No, 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 no. But there's a side conversation that he reminded me of. Okay, you know, talking about old school and truck shows. Yeah, we've been talking about how rad it would be to have a West Coast truck show here in SoCal. Yeah, it would. A- and that there's all these great truck shows around. And all the ones that started in in California are gone now. Uh, like Rezos and all some of the them. other ones. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. what would happen if we were able to start a like a full on truck show at like a fairgrounds here in SoCal? I think it'd be awesome. We'd love to. We'd love to find a couple of shows to hit out here a year. All right, I, I, I've been constantly looking. I'm working on some stuff behind the scenes. So if if you want to be our first uh, sponsor, that that would help me get this thing sold. What's, well, I mean, we got to put it together. No, I, I, no, I've got. You, what you if I told you I'm going to put them on the team. spot? You can uh, yes. get out of chat. Absolutely, because we'll <laughs> go back. We'll be like, remember an episode. <laughs> no, no episode. so I can yeah. tell you how it's going to go. My boss is going to go. Oh, so we come in event in California. Yep. Where's it at? I don't California. know. California. <laughs> how much is it? I don't know. Yeah. Who's yeah. putting it on? I don't know. Yep. Yep. I, I've got the answer. <laughs> I've got the answers to all those questions, but I have to tell you off the air because we don't want to. Now wait a second. Is your new boss Brian Henderson? No, um, well, I, you know you don't what? Know I don't yet? know. I don't know how that all is all going to work. Going to so. shake out. Oh, there's so many topics to get to. I can't even believe it. I'm yeah. just, I'm, I'm exploding. I want to first go back to it, how you. It's how also that, new and fresh. How and the hell did you get here? Is, all well, that is all right. Well, they went through the Los Padres National Forest, so I, I'm looking at what highway that is. I think you guys came through over by like Ojai. I think you dropped down from Baco down through Maricopa. That's we what, did, yeah, we didn't over see by Oakview Ojai because that's where I used to ride my my uh, motorcycle. Okay. Oh, we we, go see, up, up we there. did see a guy on a motorcycle. Yeah, but there's he some great motorcycle fast. roads. Yeah. Okay. okay. They pop through the mountains from Ojai, uh, south down to the Ventura, and then hit the 101. Were you following Waze? What kind of crappy app were you using? We just put avoid traffic, and that's where it took <laughs> us. Oh, but pretty man. soon we avoid were like, avoid traffic, scenic route. Hey, my, my man over here, the 10 time, you know, big buff Geo right here. <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't even look out the window. He was like, no, bro, it's too high. It's too high. <laughs> wow. So. We got some of those cliffs here. People don't G- think G- about it. You know, when you come to California, you think of just like where are you from? Desert. Oh, uh, New York originally. That's why New there's, York. there's no well, New York City or upper upper New York. New York. Yeah, there's there the only thing high in New York City is <laughs> high rises, and you don't have to look anywhere, yeah. right? Okay. Now we yeah. got a lot of crazy cliffs. If you're like, there's Big Bear here where we go snowboarding. There's where you just pass through. But people think of Southern California just flatlined and you know like a Joshua Tree and just you know hundreds what, of miles. By of the desert. way, Joshua Tree has hills. Uh, what, what's your baseball <laughs> team? It is Yankees. Yankees. I have a shirt that says Jesus hates the Yankees on it in Yankees block, <laughs> and it has picture Jesus on it. Nice. When they come to town, that's what I wear. <laughs> okay, so so many topics I want to get to with uh, Jason and and Geo from American Force. How did you get started at American Force? What were you in the wheel industry prior to this? I, I've been in. I've, I've been a car guy all my life since as young as young as I can remember. As little as I was, my dad was drag racing. Um, he had a 69 Camaro that was a show car and a 72 that was a drag car. That's a good, good upbringing and, right there. And, yeah, and we were at the drag strip every weekend. And when I was old enough, when, we, when I turned eight years old, we went go-kart racing. And we traveled the country racing carts. I raced dirt carts for years. I 
been the mini sprint, a dirt modified, traveling, doing that. I mean, I remember when we were kids racing three, four nights a week, you know, that that's what we did all summer long. That was our family. I mean, I had friends at school, but during the summer, I had a whole different group of friends. Did that, was always a car guy when I was 16, obviously you got, got you, you get your first car and you don't care about school, you just wanna build cars. Started doing that and then uh, worked my way up to working at a shop, a retail store in Kansas City and- uh, KC, decided, baby. Yep. Is that, is that where you were from? Yep, that's, where, that's, that's where I still live, yep. Yeah. What was the name of that shop and is it still there? Um, I actually think they just sold out the four-wheel parts, but the name of the shop was uh, Chuck's Trucks. Chuck's, Chuck's trucks. trucks. I remember tr- Chuck's yep. Trucks. Yep. Say that 10 times fast, by the I'd way. I'd rather you, you not because I'm going to have to bleep it all out. You, you can't do it. Um, <laughs> so moved on from there and uh, started working at Wheel Pros, doing sales and you know just trying to move up. But and, wait, wait, wait. I'm not wh- done with wh- Kansas City Barbecue. Like I feel like we just glossed over an entire what, what, topic. Now, wait a minute. What's your favorite Kansas City Barbecue? Joe's. No, Ooh, we just I, shook I his head. I know. You see that? I know. That's what everybody, everybody says. Go to everybody's go. fascinated with it's, Joe's. It's a freaking gas station. It with is. Like a green it roof. is. Uh, but I don't get it. I, I think there's better barbecue. Well, I'm not. I I drove through KC and I asked some friends and I said, "Where do I go?" And they go, "One place driving through. Go to Joe's." Okay, so two things, Jason. Where should he have gone? And I I haven't. I've been there, but I didn't know barbecue was a thing when I was there. So I didn't go to barbecue. I didn't know. There's I literally was, barbecue called Kansas City Barbecue. I'm just it's telling on, you, that it's I on every know. corner in Kansas City. Yeah. I drove through it on a way to get a Christmas tree. It's for another story. <laughs> Super yep. disappointing. Yep. So you. why is Kansas City Barbecue? Different. I, I don't know. the The sauce is different. The smoke is different. Is it tangy? Like what? What's no, the thing? I mean, it's a little sweet. It's a little sweet. Yeah, a little well, spicy. I, I didn't know. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. I'm trying to. And, it, and it's not as it's not as drenched in sauce as like when you get south. A yeah. lot of that's more drenched in sauce. Sauce you get is more like a accoutrement. The two places. I mean, if you want a nice place to sit down and eat that has good barbecue. Yeah, I didn't Q, say nice, pal. Q Q39. <laughs> yeah, I know Q39's on the list. Q39 is good. You got to experience Gates at least once. What Gates. about what about Arthur Bryant's? I'm not a fan of their sauce. All right. Their meat's good. Not a fan of their sauce. But uh, Slaps? Slaps is good. All right. Slaps is good. Um, slaps is supposedly a couple of guys from Joe's that branched off and did their oh, own thing. Oh, the secret of Slaps. Here revealed. So I, I don't. Podcast. I cannot confirm or deny that. That's right. just the rumors I've heard. It's right. like the uh, the cheesesteak places in uh, in Philly. Yeah. Do you want the whiz? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a whiz guy myself. I like the there, I like the provolone. There, there's a couple of, uh, of good places all, all through there. I mean, you know, there's Jack Stack, there's Gates, there's Arthur Bryant's, there's, and then there's a lot of little guys that do it. That it's probably some of the best stuff you ever had that don't have a restaurant. Yeah. You know? So On the there's side a couple of, of food trucks that are amazing. So yeah, hawking barbecue wares. I, here's the deal. I, I love barbecue. It's my favorite meal, and I I barbecue myself. And so whenever I go to a city that's known for barbecue, unlike my friend Lightning here, I stop and eat it. So uh, uh, I just whenever I have somebody who's from a place with barbecue, uh, he also looks for any excuse to show off his Dr Pepper barbecue recipe. Yeah, uh, barbecue sauce. Barbecue. That, that's what. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, by by the way, going back to New York, I, I have a I have a bone to pick with the uh, pizza industry. Uh, Geo, the, the entire pizza, the industry? entire pizza industry. <laughs> I don't. Now care. wait a minute. All Hold on. Did Geo speak for the entire pizza industry? No, no, no. no. I I feel bad. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw it out there. Geo's gonna agree with me. Mm-hmm. Chicago pizza is crap, and New York pizza—that's a real pie right there. Chicago is like oh, a bunch of freaking like dough with like tomatoes on top. It's and I've gone to every—I've gone to like five or six of the quote-unquote best pizza in Chicago, mm-hmm. and they all suck. And I'd rather have a crappy piece of New York pie than have that crap that Chicago calls pizza. Well, y- he's am I right, Joe? He says 100. Yeah, 100. Well, he's biased. The best thing about New York City, because there's not a whole lot, to be honest with you, yeah. uh, is being able to go to any pizza place on the corner, fold that pizza up and in, in half, and go walking down the street. Yeah. If if we are talking about New York style pizza, yes. Though, okay, so there's a guy in in Panama City. Okay, 
He's in Florida. He started in New York. He All grew right. up in New York. His dad used to own a pizza place All on right. the corner. He has a pizza place in Panama City. He moved there to retire and then got talked into open another restaurant. <laughs> so I took all of our guys down there this year. We were close by for a show. The entertainment, for one, the guy is hilarious. All I right. mean, he'll, he'll kill you. Is it a you. big place? Because most nope, New York pizza places are like a counter nope. and a few seats and then it's it's like some canned soda in the fridge that you It's grab. what you think. It's a it's a old school. I mean, he's, right. he's an old school guy. It's, it's Is there red and white checkers on the uh, tablecloth? They're in there somewhere, yeah. See, this is what I love about pizza and barbecue. Predictable. No. No, <laughs> not predictable. No, no that but, they cross over in their in their dinner, in their tableware. Oh, yep. I see. Like so right it's, there. It's, uh, it's Nick's Italian <laughs> Deli and... The guy, I mean, All if right, you listen Nick's to Italian story, Deli, shout out for the Truck Show podcast. Yep, and and if you listen to the guy's story, they they make the marinara sauce fresh every morning. He makes it every morning, and he'll tell you. That makes I don't even by the way. I don't even know I don't even measure it anymore. I just I know what to put in. The problem with that though is so, when the dude dies, so does great pizza. I know. So I'm not it, I'm it not sucks, okay but, with that. But it's amazing stuff. So if you're in Panama City, you got to try it. Probably some of the best New York style pizza I've had. Nick's Nick's Italian Deli. It might Italian be. Uh, he might have changed Deli. it. Try um. Nick, oh, look, hashtag Nick's Italian Deli is a hashtag on Instagram. Well, he was in Nashville, and then they went. Yes, Nashville. I have it right here. Nick's yep. Italian Deli. So it's actually, there it is. It's Nick's Slice of Brooklyn now. Okay, so at Nick's Slice of Brooklyn, shout out, you're going to get at least a million people who are going to want your pizza the I'm next week I'm not looking at squat. It's going to make me freaking hungry. Oh, I know. Right? It's good. It's good. <laughs> I got but, you dinner. But in Kansas City, you got to try Gates. You got to at least get yelled at once. So Gates is the one, that's like the, the soup Nazi from Seinfeld. Uh, as soon as you walk no in. No barbecue for you. As soon as you walk in, they just yell at you. How may I help you? And and they're talking to you. And you're like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Yeah, everybody freaks out. I didn't have that problem at Joe's because you walk in the line so damn long. And, yeah, you just uh, wait. Yeah, you just wait. And you're yep. like, dude, by the time there, you're like, you're like, just put sauce on my arm because I've been chewing but on they, this. But they yell the order back at the guy and they, and they put some stank on it. It's, it's pretty fun. <laughs> I so like that. You got to experience it a little bit. How did you once. go from Chuck's Trucks? To Wheel Pros. Now, Wheel Pros is a, they were a kind of a, a mothership for various companies. It was. I bought a lot of wheels from Wheel Pros when I, when I worked at Chuck's. Uh, I did all the outside sales for Chuck's, um, like dealerships, things like that. Bought a lot of wheels, knew the guys that worked there really well, and, uh, you know, kind of just, I don't know, it worked into one Did to they move. call you? Oh, so you said, you know what, I'm ready to grow some wings just, and Yeah, just do on. some different stuff, and, and long story short, I ended up at, uh, I ended up at Wheel Pros working, uh, in the Kansas City office doing sales, and I did it for a couple of years, and um, we acquired American Force, and uh, you know everybody said you already go to the shows, and because I, I did, I I'm you were a, labeled that guy. I, you? I'm an enthusiast. I go to all these shows anyway, so it was kind of uh, hey, you know, we want to get paid for this. Yeah, so Wait, the only problem with that is the booth duty. Because all of us who go to shows, like magazine guys covering it, we have the freedom to bounce around. We see all of our friends, all that kind of stuff. The worst is when you like, are you mental? Jump out. Have you seen the American Force girls? No, I get that. He's got a great and, job, dude. and his booth is a mile long, so there's plenty of room to walk. Yeah, but, no, I, but, but the point is, like, you know, do you ever get to see the show anymore? I do. I've All got right. uh, I've got a group that works with me that are great, great guys, um, eager to learn, and they're enthusiasts themselves. So we kind of try to take turns. One of us will get out and walk a little bit, and then the other one will go just to see the show because I do want to make sure that uh, our guys experience what else is out there besides just what's in our booth, and, and know what goes on at the show. It gives us a better idea as we move forward to new shows of things we can do differently, things we can do better. Because sometimes it's it's a lot better if you're looking at it from the outside in. Yeah. You know, if you're in the booth all day, you can't focus on anything else. Or you got to be looking at trends and see what truck well, builders exactly. are doing. Yeah, you mean it's you don't there's the the person that sets up the mannequins in the uh, you know, in Nordstrom, then there's another person 
who walks the store as if they're a customer and, and watches uh, uh, traffic patterns, flows. Like, where do people go in? Do they see the jewelry counter first? Do they look at the mannequins first? Where do they go? And so you had that perspective. I love your right? storytelling, and, but the reality is I've just reminded me that at SEMA you're going to be in a booth all week long, and I'm going to be walking. Dang. You know what? This year I'm actually not, so that's good. No, yeah, you guys is. aren't uh, there this year. No, from what I hear we're we're not going to be there this year. We're, we'll be there in what's, uh, spirit. And, what's uh, going to be out front? You guys control like a third of the outside. I don't know. I think uh, I think Yokohama took our booth space this year. So are you so. doing every other year? Or are you just out of SEMA at all? I, I don't know what I don't know what the plan is yet. Hmm. It just well, it was. I I want to so let's pause there because this is a related topic. Events. So what is your title? Um, I, I just. Kind of Jason. Trades. I, I, mark, marketing and events. Because okay, so marketing events. I knew yep. events somehow had to be in your title because yep. that's kind of yep. your thing, right? Yep. Now I want to go back to American Force. American Force, to me, set the bar for live events. Meaning you had Dub Magazine that's all over the place. Then you had American Force. So the two kind of big players in the live event space. That didn't mean that you guys related in any way because they got TIS and their own their own wheels and stuff. But you guys kind of commingled a lot. But my point is that. Whenever I would go to a major event, a big event, an important event, you guys were there always. And there are other companies that don't have that tactic. They're like, we're just going to be, we'll do some print, we'll do some, we'll give some free wheels out, and maybe we'll do uh, some internet stuff. You guys were boots on the ground always. Where did that stem from at American Force? I'm not sure. I think uh, that stemmed from back in the day when when Ray and uh, Rob was setting everything up and just wanting to get the name out there and and support the brand and and it's always been about the brand and the lifestyle and not about you know sales and what what we can gain from it. I mean, let's face it, we're all sitting here because we're truck enthusiasts. Yep. We all want to go to car shows. We all want to hang out, and that's what you know. We we try to go and hang out with our customers we try to make them feel like we do care that they're there and we do care that their truck's sitting there and if i have room i'm going to say hey i got some room you want to park with us and and we love to do that as much as we can so you mentioned ray right the uh, the previous owner of american force what's different or what's the same with american force today than it was when ray was there in his little shop in miami Filled with CNC machines because I I had gone there. Like, has anything changed? What is what is American Force? We, we haven't tried to change anything about what the brand was about, or you know, the lifestyle, or you know, just making phenomenal wheels for for big trucks, for everyday drivers, for work truck guys, for dualies. That's important for, too, by the way. A lot of people listening to the show that might be from the off road world think, oh, those are the Brodozer wheels. I don't care. But the reality is, you guys make a lot of different sizes. Everything's fours. You even have UTV wheels. You have dually wheels. It's not all big, giant 26s. No. You guys well, look, are doing... When I when I put the wheels on my truck, there, A, I, I knew I wanted an American Force, but I also wanted to see what else was out there. There wasn't anything else out there, anything bigger than a 20 at the time. And these guys, not only were they going big, it was well-designed. It, and, it, they're, and they're still going big, but I, yeah. my point is... They got the big market. Everybody knows American Force. That's you know that's probably where what they're known for. And that's I'm, that's what you don't see us a lot of is you know all the oil rig guys yeah. that use our wheels every day. All the you know a lot of the street outlaw guys tow their race cars that track every weekend on our wheels or have their trailers um, on their wheels matching the uh, the tow vehicle, right? Exactly. So we've started doing a little more focus on uh, getting the work truck guys you know that use their trailers and trucks every day and have American Force wheels because. I mean, we appreciate those guys more than ever, and and we want to focus on them too, and and let people know that we do that stuff. Yeah, the, the show trucks are are huge from a marketing standpoint, the, and the but the oil trucks, and work truck guys are the bread and butter, right? Like that's your everyday guy. Uh, that's what we want. We want just as many everyday guys as the yeah. show trucks. Don't get me wrong, I love looking at the trucks. Of course, yeah. Some of the trucks that we have, you know, some of the stuff that, I mean, all the builders do are, are just amazing trucks, and 
and a lot of them you know driving to the show and you know how that goes man hats off to those guys they're amazing but the guys out in the trenches every day working and using our wheels too we appreciate the hell out of them too and i know they don't always get to go to the show or get to come hang out at the shows but we want to show them love just as much just like they show us love so, so let's let's talk about i am on your website i order a set of wheels Obviously, you guys have a, a ton of different finishes. You've got the face plates. You've got the different colors. You've got uh, uh, different uh, coatings, all that stuff. What goes into, oh, I've, I've gone to the website. I've ordered my wheel. Now, what's the process from um, the wheel coming out as basically a, a, a billet blank all the way to the customer at the end? Starts in the programming process. Obviously, you know, the wheel's already designed, so it goes to programming to program the machine. Then the wheel will go into the machine and be cut. And then, you know, we stamp every order in every wheel, every sales order. So if there's ever a warranty issue, we can pop a tire off the bead and track that wheel. Which machine it was That's made amazing. on. I didn't know that. Yeah, which machine it was made on, what time, who, who machined it, which day, what machine polished it, when it shipped, what the run out of the wheel was. So every wheel's tested for run out before it leaves. Um, every wheel's made sure it's polished. Explain run out for those who don't know. Um, out of just, balance, essentially. Yeah, out of balance, okay. out of round. So every wheel's measured and, and made sure it's within spec. And then obviously it goes through a quality control checklist and then packaged and shipped. So there, there's quite a bit more to it. And then, you know, obviously a powder coat wheel has a process of depending on the finish. Yeah, if, if you powder coat the machine after and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. So depending on if we if it's a solid wheel, you know, you machine the wheel first and then powder coat it. Or if it's a machined wheel, you'll powder coat it and then machine it after. So um, and, and, and trace the machining. So what there's you, a lot more to it than you, what people some think. Of these, some of these wheels take... Uh, many 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 hours to machine some of right? them take up to three and four hours to machine and, and, wow. and you know that's a lot of time so yeah for one machine and i mean i can't even imagine how often you got to swap tools and and i saw the old shop i haven't been in the new one but i saw the old shop watching the wheels get made the polishing machine is freaking you could stand there all day and just stare at it well, we have three you, of those now three. yeah the so way wait a minute three three around it's, it's not awesome. by, done by humans it's a machine that's nope, polishing? we have a machine now doing the polishing um just trying to eliminate any kind of you know any kind of waves or marks or anybody to say, well, the polish on it looks bad. You know what? The the machine perfect every time. It does a great job and it's yeah. perfect every I've time. I've never seen a blemish on an American force. You guys have some <laughs> uh, actually now a really cool 19 and a half inch wheel for those we do, uh, commercial we do have, work yep. trucks. We do have the 195 direct bolts. There's a, have, I mean, there's some seriously good looking wheels in there. There's stuff that I don't know if anybody remembers the old APP desert racing wheels from back in the day. There's a there's a 195 wheel that sort of mimics one of their designs. Um, that has that kind of, I think this is a one, two, three, four, five, eight spoke. It's just really sexy looking. And then there's a couple, kind of the twisted ones or some that have like that Alcoa Peterbilt look to them. Yep. But you have a ton. It's not like, well, here's well, our one nineteen five wheel for your commercial truck. It's a, a ton of different designs. And that's that's it. The the nineteen five F four fifty guys that, you know, don't want to change tires and still want to have a work truck that looks good. You know, we had a we actually had a shop in Kansas City last week do a a work truck with a service body on it and did a 19.5 direct bolt and it turned nice. out great. You know, the guy loved it. Happy as happy as hell. I, so. I want to see more pictures of like work trucks with like service beds with American Force wheels on them because I think that's cool. I, I've, I've seen a few. Like the, I've the, seen a few. The big trucks, the show trucks, the bro dozers. I love those. I love going to the show and, and looking at them. But the everyday guy, that's my jam. I like seeing some of those. You know the wheels; those wheels getting used for the everyday. Because you guys have like an incredible strength rating on each of your wheels, too, right? Oh, I mean, damn! Look at this thing. Look at this. There? So that's uh, it's, his it's F450 a full right body. here. Yeah, yep. look at that. Hey, wait, are these scopes? No. What What's this pattern? What is this wheel pattern that you're showing that me? That looks like it's not a scope. Because I had uh, I had scopes on mine. Yeah, he can tell you. Oh he's yeah, that's that's, that's a good right looking there. wheel. Let's see. This one is that is the uh, the Evo DBO. 
The direct bolt. Yep, 19.5. Yeah, uh, that's a good. It's a. Uh, so what we're looking at is a uh, F350 with a 19.5. It's got uh, it's, somebody's. It's uh, a. It's a 450. 450. It's a four, oh, 450, and yep. then it's got a service bed on the back. So this yep. is a, uh, a super cab, and uh, man, those wheel. It's bitching because it's not a white truck. Yeah. It's charcoal, and the guy. You know, it. It looks like it can be your personal super duty. But clearly has a bed on uh, a service body on the back, and I love how he, and the perfect. guy figured out a, a way to write off his wheels. Yeah, absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. This is about you hey, know what's you, you know what's cool though is everywhere we go, I, I try to hit a lot of different events just just to see different lifestyle and different cultures. So um, I, I I took a trip last year, so I can't remember where I was, but uh, I ended up coming across a, a powerboat tour, and half of the guys pulling their powerboats, and you know their duelies oh, are on American sure. Force wheels, so. Obviously, I got to stop and say thank you. Show up and you look, you're like a hero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah not no. only that, I just, it was like, man, you know, thank you for the support because I, I want to tell them thank you. Those guys I, don't man, have any money a, at all. No, no. The Powerboat guys, nothing. They're no money. <laughs> no. Just flushing sound so those money dudes, down the toilet. Those dudes would put matching wheels on their boat if they could. Yeah. <laughs> they really would. One guy is. Uh, no, they need miniature ones on their supercharger pulleys. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no, would, you know what it is? Cool. It's, the, cool. uh, it's the pulley that the anchor goes on, is the uh, American Force Forge right. wheel, right? right. Yep. <laughs> so, no, we're actually, we're actually too, um, as we're talking about wheels, we're, we're starting to do some. Uh, we picked a few styles to do uh, kind of some in stock stuff in some of our Wheel Pros locations. So the guy that wants our wheel that doesn't want to wait that that says I don't want to wait two or three weeks or whatever the lead time is at that at that moment, um, those styles are in stock. That's very interesting that you say that because we hadn't touched on that. American Force is built to order only, or at least was built to order only. So and it's still ninety percent of it is. So if you want your special wheel color whatever, no problem. Sky's the limit. How but long you does gotta, it take? You got to wait for it. What's a typical? T- and you know what's crazy, guys. It's like a club. If you go to a club and you can walk around and you're like, this is whack. You drive by a club that's got 100 people out in front. You're like, whatever we got to do, we got to get in there because it's hopping, right? And that's the same well, thing. Well, like, the, the difference is if it's a club and you're ugly, you ain't getting in. You can go buy yourself a, a great set of sexy American Force wheels no matter how Bro, ugly you, you are. still have to wait. As long as your cash is green. You still have to wait. Doesn't matter <laughs> yeah, how green your cash hey, is. No, you may wait, but at least you're getting your wheels. You can wait all <laughs> night outside that club. If you're ugly, you ain't getting in. Now, let me ask you, how much cash has someone thrown American Force to push their wheels through the system faster? What kind of expedite fee is there? I mean, is, has someone go, I'll give you an extra 10 uh, you know G what? to I, make I, this I, thing happen tomorrow? Not to my knowledge, but, uh, you know, maybe it, maybe it's happened. Who knows? A, brown, um, a little brown sack at the door coming <laughs> in the next day and uh, Gio's shaking his not, head. No. Not that I'm aware of. He knows but, something. I, you know, see, you, I see what's going you, on. You always try to, you know, under-promise and over-deliver. So, you know, you quote a polished wheel. That's lame. You know, well, we over-promise is? and under-deliver. Every show. Okay, every, okay, show. every show. <laughs> so, so, you know, you, you, you quote a polished wheel at, you know, say four to six weeks and a powder coat eight to 12. We always get instances where a guy goes, oh, man, you said four to weeks, four to six, and they showed up in two weeks. We're, we're constantly trying to improve our lead time on everything we do. We've added another shift. So now we're running three shifts, seven days a week. We've added machines. So those guys are cutting wheels nonstop. They're, How did, they're cutting wheels Jason, right now, and i, I got to say that that's awesome, and thanks, guys, for what you're doing. How do you deal with it? Because when you talk about the four-wheel parts world that we live in now, which is I bought a Jeep. <laughs> I bought a Jeep on Sunday because it was the last day of the month, and on Monday I ditched work and told my boss I'm sick, and I went right to four-wheel parts, and I spent eleven grand wheels, tires, lift, bumpers, the whole thing. I want that stuff now. If I want American Force, I'm SOL. 
and that's the way it's been. You'd had you had to wait. I mean, but a lot of guys we have a lot. That's of That's why they're dealers. desirable because you well, can't just go get them. But we do have a lot of great guys, a lot of great dealers that work for us that that do stock some of our stuff that order you know popular styles and keep them in stock. Some of the big shops in Texas do it. All throughout Why Texas? I can't Houston. imagine. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Could, couldn't tell you, but um, we've got some guys out this way too. By the um, way, some guys um, in Bakersville. Like we stopped at the room shop today. They had some of our stuff in stock, ready to sell. I, I don't want to. I don't. I, I point this out. I'm actually a honorary Texan. Because you have a flag doesn't make yeah, you a Texan. Because one of our listeners made me an honorary Texan, so we have a Texan flag here in the uh, studio. So. so I'm not sure you, you brought know a Texan, this. Fold, re- folding it up in the in the bag and not <laughs> does displaying not it does not make you a Texan. <laughs> No, but doesn't. I appreciate the enthusiasm on it. <laughs> no, no, no. This did not come from a bag. This was a uh, lightning refused to put it up, and <laughs> was, we were going to do it this weekend. It was, it was still in the it package. Let's just no, it's right it here is. in the studio. Look, it's it all unfurled. If you don't stick that unfurled. Texas sticker on something right now, you're definitely not. I, this is going to hang over <laughs> this window right here. I mean, Listen, I, I, you ask of, anybody from Texas, you got to be proud. Oh, about okay, it. the guy from Kansas City is talking about Texas. I see how that is. I've been there enough. I know how they are. They're very proud. But are you an honorary Texan like I am? I don't think so. No, I don't have a new flag in a package. I'm don't wear it as a cape. That's just lame. <laughs> no, wearing it as a cape is awesome. <laughs> no, what's wrong with you? Oh, well, it's supposed to go right there, but we don't have our hooks up yeah. for it yet. No, definitely constantly improving lead times, trying to get it down. You know, obviously we have big plans. We'd love for it to be a week lead time. And we'll continue to work towards that goal to make it faster. But we did, like I said, we did some uh, starting to do some in-stock stuff. There he goes. He put the he put the Texas sticker up. There you go, on the Truck Show podcast banner. Up make make the, sure you uh, give him a wall. pat on the back and then send him some more Texas stuff so he feels good. <laughs> um, but no, definitely, like, we picked six styles, um, six popular styles, super single, polished stuff um, that we can – that we have been putting in stock at Will Pro's locations. So um, if a guy wants it today, he can have it, you know, within a day or two. So let's talk about the dually wheels thing. Yes, there were welds. Yes, there were there were wheels back in the day that could, you know, could, could jazz up a dually. But it wasn't, I don't know, American Force made it chic. Like it just, it, there was a long span of more than a decade with just duallys were work trucks. Then all of a sudden here comes American Force with dually wheels and then with super singles, and all of a sudden, it's like if if you're, tr- you're not just you have a lifted truck that's badass. If you have a lifted dually, oh, then you're like you got some cash. Uh, the the lifted dually stuff is definitely taken off, and and the super single doing the the super single wheel on the front. We do them now all the way up to a twenty eight by sixteen. That's just a deep dish on the front instead of yeah. So the you normal. pull the you pull the dually spacer off the front, and then it becomes the normal bolt pattern of the truck, whatever it is, a Chevy eight on one eighty or Ford eight on one seventy, and then you can bolt the regular wheel on the front. So you'll do like we've got guys that do all the way up to a twenty eight by sixteen or a twenty six by sixteen or a twenty six by fourteen, whatever they can clear. Sixteen inches Six, deep. Sixteen wide. Yeah, a lot so, of deepness. <laughs> yeah, depth. Yeah. But Depth even, it, yeah. <laughs> and they look they look phenomenal with the with the yeah, super they, single they, front. We, they do look we've cool. even seen uh, you know we've got a couple of transport companies that buy our wheels and do a single on the front and and tow with them every day and and I mean they look great. They don't thirty five inch level kit or thirty seven inch you know new Ford level kit and yeah I mean every day towing down the highway with them pulling whatever they need to pull. So let's talk about um, let's talk about specifications because I know one of the the highlights of your wheel is how much weight they can carry. I know that. I think all of our wheels are rated at 3,500 pounds a piece. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. some serious weight. So, thir- except for the 19.5 beast, except for the 19.5 beast. What's except that? Except for the 19.5 beast, that's uh, 6,700 pounds. 6,700 pounds a wheel? On the 19.5. So, on a 19.5, you're oh going to have six of those bad boys. That means the wheels on the truck, 
four because we four do of them. four because you still got to run a steel inner on the 195s. Okay, all right. So 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 four of them. So what was that? Sixty? How much? Sixty-seven. Sixty-seven right. per wheel. Yeah, per wheel. So that means just the those wheels are twenty-six thousand eight hundred pounds, not counting the steel that's in there. Yeah. That's <laughs> badass. I mean, well, I mean, that's how strong they are, right? I mean, thirty-five hundred pounds. That's 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 a lot of weight. That's yeah. As much you're as like a, you're carrying a Civic, a yeah, right, Civic exactly. On each wheel, yeah, that's right. Four of those bad boys is fourteen thousand pounds. So most of these trucks are around what eight, nine thousand pounds. Yeah. Yep. So you have a comfortable headroom above it with payload and all that kind of stuff. So let's talk about um, the the bro dozer thing. I, I want to know you your what. definition of it and how does American Force react to that term? And then and then we need to end it with talking about how you're attacking the West Coast. The, the, the term is, I don't know, it's just another term everybody throws out there. You know, they call them brodozers or, you know, what. It, Mall what, crawlers. Yeah, I, I, I've heard it all, but I'll tell you what. My truck was called all of them. I, I've been in the truck scene for a long time. I've seen a lot of show trucks. If you walk up on these things, there is more detail in the frame alone than a lot of trucks have ever had in their life. I mean, it, it, it's it's insane. And But I and guess the, the pushback, though, Jason, was that in on, and this is going to be our California pompouses showing through that our, our fans make fun of us for, it's that on the, on the West Coast, Arizona, Texas, there's a lot of off-roading. And they're like, you guys are putting big off-road stuff, you know, big off-road tires, et cetera, big lift kits, you can't use, right? So there's in, on, you know, east of the Mississippi, they're stunting. Right, and then right. some of that's bleeding here. You go up to Sacramento; there's a lot of stunt and stuff like that. But in 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 the Southwest, it's still a lot of off road, and they can't wrap their heads around why would you put all this stuff in your truck, spend tens of thousands of dollars, and, and, and you can't really use it, it. It's no different if you ask the guy in the in the brodozer, as you say, he doesn't understand running through the sand all day and and spending a hundred thousand dollars to do it. So he'll do that in his UTV. I mean, it, it's just it's just the different you know atmosphere and the different. I mean, because you get. Obviously, you know, you get uh, east of here, and there's not sand and desert racing and things like that. So. What? No. No, no, but, no but, right? No. But there is no. off-roading. There's, there's, there's life outside of California. <laughs> what? No. What California Pompous? Says the honorary Texan so, over here. Yeah, well, hey, here's the deal. <laughs> I like trucks, and Lightning likes minis. Listen, let's so, don't, so don't, even, so here, don't even go for the gut here, Here's, a, here's <laughs> yeah. where we need to back up a little bit, and, and I've always been very passionate about this. We're sitting here, like I said before, because we're car enthusiasts, so... I don't go off-road racing. I don't know enough about it to, to talk about it. But I appreciate the, the engineering and the hell out of what they put into those things. No different than the brodozers or the guy drifting his freaking Nissan 240 on the weekend. So we have to appreciate it all because yeah, it may not be our good. thing, but that guy may have worked his ass off in his garage for 15 hours a night before to get it ready. Well, I think that we, honestly, I, I, I'm saying this in all seriousness. I think that we are somewhat unique that we have a love of all things automotive and all things truck and all things motorcycle, whatever. All things barbecue. Uh, and all things, well, <laughs> I, I would have, I'm going to learn. All I'm things learning. Texas, I'm barbecue, learning. Dr. Pepper. Yep. So, Texas flags. But a Freedom, lot of guys, guns. a lot of guys are narrow. <laughs> Trucks. A lot of guys don't. They don't have their, they, they just see the one thing that they're into and it's easy to make fun. So I'm wondering, you're on the- I res- don't know about that. The, do you think do you that's true? Do you Hell think that's yeah. the majority? No, no, no. I, I think there's a difference between how people are and just trying to be funny on the internet. No. Uh-uh. I think the majority no. of people are just trying to be the funniest guy in the room and, and, so. and on Facebook or whatever. But I think most enthusiasts, most enthusiasts can at, at least appreciate the other guy's junk. Whether or not it's their style or not, I think they can appreciate it. I don't know. I, I think so, too. Touchshowpodcast at gmail.com. We stopped in a, a, a full-on off-road shop the other day that built some great stuff. 
And, and you know, when we we kind of walked in, they're like, oh, we, you know, it's not really our customer. You know, the big Brodozer trucks. That's a thing. very polite way of saying we don't get the mall crawler thing. Right. But as we talked to them and, and, you know, talked about and showed that we were enthusiasts just like what they do, we had a great conversation with them. And the guys were like, you know what, man, if anyone ever comes in, we'd love to sell them your wheels. I mean, where's this in Bakersfield? No, we were, uh, I don't remember where we were, SoCal somewhere. Okay. I don't remember the shop name, but, and they had a great shop and they built some amazing stuff. And, and I mean, just standing there looking at the fabric alone that went into it. But I got to say, like, those guys were enthusiasts so when we're talking about it and they're talking about the brodozers and i'm talking about the off-road trucks uh one of the guys there that he said i desert race every weekend he goes i've looked at a couple of those trucks and engineering and just the lift kits alone is amazing and he said it's not my thing but man they look great you know they look great and obviously i can't take it and jump it and tear it up but, but jason do you feel like you're the spokesman for the brodozers because you you are nah, not why at all. would he be the spokesman well, for no, the hold on a second but God, just let me finish because <laughs> that's what American Force, that's their that's the niche that got carved out for them because they went after that. Now, coming to the yeah, West but Coast. But we talked about American Force today is so much more. I get what you said. Okay. It doesn't erase the past. It it doesn't and and we've always had that, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, stereotype or whatever that and we do. We do have some of the biggest, craziest trucks out there. I mean, come on. We did a 30 by 16 for Versima. Yeah. That, that's insane. Which, but, which I can't, but I cannot crazy. love more. But still, what you got to think about and what it boils down to is you roll that 30-inch tire or that 30-inch wheel with a 44-inch tire on it next to you and realize how big the truck has to be to just make that clear. That That's that's a great feat. <laughs> a ton so, of engineering you know, that's got to go But you know, at the minute. same time, too, like Gio just pointed out, we have, uh, what what's the mud truck show on Discovery right now? 31. So Dirty Mudder Truckers the, on Discovery Channel. Yeah, the the Dirty Mudder Trucker Show that's on Discovery. There's a handful of those guys that swear by running our wheels on their mud trucks, and that's all they'll run. There's the, one of the monster trucks that was in our booth at uh, Daytona and at LST, the uh, Dirty Money Truck. That guy's from way up north in New York or Maryland or somewhere crazy. That, well, he's got several Dirty Money Trucks that are all crazy. Well, the, the one that's on display is going to Florida next month, and he's going to run it through the mud with the forces on it. He, I mean, he... He says he's tired the of people saying. The only thing saying, I hate about that is like when we were at Lone Star, some guy came uh, came rolling by in like a I think it was like a teal square body, uh, I think it was a crew cab, and I want to say it was like teal with a white interior and had these gorgeous, gorgeous uh, American Force wheels, and they rolled through the mud and the mud was higher than the rim, and so <laughs> it filled up the rim and as he's driving. All that muddy, dirty water is just yep, like it's around. like a tumbler. But like, you know, you remember when you were a kid, you would order from like Ranger Rick magazine oh, or yeah. something like that the the rock tumbler, and you can make like gems. And I've, all so, I could see is these rocks just messing up that finish, and it was like, oh, it's, it's funny. Every every air ride truck I've ever owned that's been on billet wheels. If I get caught in the rain, yeah. I'll pull in somewhere to stop, and I've got that same mud puddle yeah. in my in my well, wheels. You, yeah. uh, I've had yeah. that on on trucks that I've had with beadlocks. Same deal. Yeah, you go you off road and it's just sitting it, in there but, tumbling around. And that that's another thing you guys probably didn't realize we make. We do have beadlock wheels too. We don't we don't put a huge focus and emphasis on it. Yeah. We don't we don't try to go out and go after that guy, but we do have them available. And we have some some pretty popular um, and some big names on Instagram that have some Jeeps that really use the hell out of them that run our wheels. Okay, so. well that's good. So segueing into how you're attacking from a marketing perspective, getting into the West Coast, Arizona, Nevada, New Mexico, you know, we just all, we all just want to do what we do everywhere. We want to come hang out. We want to support our dealers and. But you're not making wheels specifically trying to get into this market. No. Meaning other than beadlocks and things like that. No. Uh, when we make, when we make from a 19.5 direct boat dually all the way up to a 28, and then we do, you know, um, a 20 so by 9 a, wheel uh, all the way up to a Here's a, a JK wheel. with their beadlock wheels. Yeah. Yeah, it's badass. Looks good. Uh, what size that, are those? Those are probably what? Uh, uh, those are 38s probably? No, no, no. 18s? 17s. 17s. Yeah, 17, okay. yeah, yeah. 17 by 10s. And that, I think that truck's actually Beltex truck. Okay. 
Yeah, so, so KW suspension belt. Looks like uh, five five R trucks out of Colorado. They've got their sticker on the side of that thing. Uh, that one might not be Beltec. Beltec has one very similar. So. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, <clears throat> who knew? American Force Seventeens. There you go. Let me ask you: Are you the recipient of all the sponsorship requests? I'm not answering that question. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, I don't want it because I don't. I don't want people to contact you. But I'm just saying, whoever is but an American Force on the receiving end, that's got to be miserable. So on one hand, you need to know who all the builders are, and you can't just say I know them all because there are new builders, so they have to be Every receptive. And, and trying to find the new builders sometimes is tough to do. Sometimes hard, and and some. We'll talk about that in a second, but you've got to sift through all the dudes like, hey, bro, do you guys sponsor? Oh, man. So that's funny you say that because have you seen somebody made an Instagram page called Are You Sponsored? No way. (laughs) That's awesome. We know some guys at Nitto and some some tire guys that really go completely off the the rocker when every year for SEMA because – they can't stand all of the SEMA. Yeah, there's a there's a few requests. industry boards on Facebook and on LinkedIn yeah. where all the marketing professionals are, and it's so funny. People share like the quote unquote sponsorship letters they get from people, and seriously, they will it's, make you cry. You know, well, you, you know, sorry, not even the letters. It's like oh, via Instagram, like bro, you want me to give you ten thousand so, dollars worth of product, so and I you're just gonna ask me over Instagram if I, you can I, have free crap? That's right. I think you could do a whole show around sponsorship and get some industry heads in here and talk about it because. What, what guys don't realize the is sponsorship you send episode. in an Instagram message that says, will you sponsor me? I have 10,000 likes. That's not going to work. You, you're selling yourself. You want to set, you want $10,000 of product. You need to show us. You need to show- I don't think that it's perceived that way. I think that a lot of guys, they hear about sponsorship and whatnot, and they ask, and they just think you're a big company. You must give it away. But that is literally no different, Jason, than you giving him a briefcase of $10,000 and saying, eh, you know. Yep. You can return it if you want. And, and, and when you send those, when you send requests in, the more information you can give us, the better. The yeah. more, you know, I mean, the, but this it's is not a you though. You're not the guy. Uh, no, <laughs> I mean, answer the question. No, but no, it, it's it's it. That's what it's about. I mean, you know, you you send in a you request. You need a return on investment. Show them what you're going right. to do. Show show us what you're going to do. Show yeah. us as much. You know, give us the build details. Give us pictures. Give us past Where's sponsors. Be? Or yeah. Sponsors you've worked with. Media yeah. coverage you have lined have up. Have a what portfolio shows, of your past. Yeah. Stuff. What shows you're going to go to? You know, all the things that you're going to use this truck for. And yeah. and you know, nine times out of ten, the guys will throw out there. Well, it's a theme build. Man, there's so yeah. many theme builds. That's a hard one anymore. Yeah. You know. Because you you tie yourself into this theme and fifty yeah. percent of the people don't like it, right? You know, so right. like sports. That's right. <laughs> you know, you 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 do one team and then you know you got twenty nine others that hate you know that hate everything you've done. If I did a truck show podcast design set of wheels, I might only send ten cents because maybe there's <laughs> I think a thousand that's high. people that'd be like, we don't yeah. like them. Yeah. Idiots, you I, know? Think, I think so, that's high. I ouch, think that's high. Ouch. I think no, ten, no. ten wheels you, maybe. You you, you got to watch that that kind of stuff and. It, it's hard. Six of them you, would be because lightning would have a dually. Yep. And then there are four of them would be because somebody stumbled <laughs> on the clearance rack and uh, pulled them off. Listen, here's the deal. If you're gonna if you're looking for a sponsorship, the best way to get a sponsorship, if you are serious about doing it, is to spend your own money and do something first. Make a track record for what you've done. Take it to a bunch of shows to show you're gonna do it. Do a portfolio. Then year two. Go after those guys. Say this is everything I did the first year on my own dime. They'll respect you a lot more than I, hey, bro, you Instagram. Yep, I had two trucks at SEMA that I paid for on my own before anyone ever offered yeah. to sponsor me anything, and I didn't expect to get sponsored. Nobody knew who I was, and Nobody it's a harder world now. Do. It's not like it used to be in the in the '90s and the early 2000s. 
people were throwing throwing out product left and right. Well, you, it's and not you like didn't that have anymore. so social media has changed that in yeah. the fact that you didn't have a way to you know if somebody sends a, a sponsorship request, you look at their Instagram page, you look at their Facebook page, you look what they post and the content that they post. If they're posting something positive, you know, to help a, another brand they sponsor. If they're just saying, "Oh, me and my boys," you know, blah blah blah, and doing some dumb stuff. I mean, yeah. not everybody wants to see that or get behind. Or sometimes that. you know, it'll out you as being somebody that your company doesn't want their image associated with too. Exactly. Like it, it, can, so, it cuts both ways. Exactly. So when you become a sponsored individual, you become a spokesperson for whatever that company is you're being sponsored by. So it, it changes the you know the persona of which you, you're, you're as American Force. You're sponsoring the guy who owns the truck as much as the truck itself. Exactly. Well, let's face it. Everyone has families. Everyone has things come up. Uh, a sponsor truck. If it doesn't make it to every show, we get it, man. People have lives. You know, I'm not going to sit there and say, "Hey, you got to be here." It, it's. I get it, man. You know, so stuff comes up sometimes, but we do want that guy to to post and tag and you know talk about American Force. If a guy stops, he wants to take pictures, and says, "Man, what kind of wheels are those?" American Force. We want him to talk about it. We want him to be about it. You know, and and, and we try to make them feel like they're part of that. There are a lot of wheel companies that um, are all very similar. American Force is not one of them. I don't know. We, we try. So, so uh, at American Force Wheels on Instagram. And uh, is it Jason.Sandusky at... Uh, <laughs> Here we go, man. Here we go. <laughs> He's not in charge what, of sponsorships. What, what, I, what I, That he'll admit to. What yeah, I meant exactly. was uh, <laughs> Jason... Uh, just, I just wanted them to, to reach out to him and thank him for just stopping by in studio and hanging out. No, with no, us, they, that's all. no, no, they should thank us for booking him as a guest. <laughs> no, for, hey, I, uh, he booked I, himself, I, didn't he? Uh, no, yeah, I, re- I had to beg. Yes, yeah, I was like, please, can I come by? It's not you. I was having a call. We were, we were. I'll doing talk about something. barbecue in Texas. Just, yeah, just let us in. We were doing something. I'm like, dude, you got to come by. He's like, I'm going to be in California. He's like, where? Is it? So I didn't. He was supposed to be far away, and he was cruising through. And then he was not far away. Yes. What are you driving, by the way, right now? Because you got a badass truck. Which, which, which one? I don't. Well, I'm. Well, we what, saw, are you, what are you working on? We saw I have a lowered and wrapped Prius on 20s. No, you don't. I promise you. Do you really? Let me see a photo. I, I do. Let me see a photo. <laughs> I don't know. He's hesitating when you uh, pulled up the phone there. I don't, I'm calling him out. I he's feel like he's clowning you. wrapped Prius on 20s. What year? 2010. Yeah, that's not even a good year. Yeah, so, it has a 2018 motor in it. Oh, that's better. So you think it's oh, better? Sure as hell, he sure share it, does. Share it, turn it around, turn it around. Look at this. It is a pearl white. No, that's satin cool. pearl white. Satin yep. pearl white. Yeah, yeah. Prius, I, I, I did the wrap on my own. Hey, that's a perfect example of it's not my style, but I can appreciate it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Two friends made a road trip to SEMA in that car from Kansas City and back for ninety dollars. Nine zero. Yep. And and I those guys look, look when we left, he, hey, when we left, you're those looking guys at it like, going. I could do, I could rock a Prius. I'm seeing your face. No, no. So I'm looking in your eyes right my, now. My kids love the saying, which is like, uh, "That's a beautiful Prius." Said no one ever, except for now. That one's. I okay have a sticker looking. on the back that says "Cool Prius." Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah nobody. Perfect. Yeah. So, but perfect. But no, so, I still, I still have, I have my dually that's uh, lowered on 24 inch forces that I pull my trailer with. It wasn't a dually that we saw at SEMA. Regular cab, no, I, still, I still have it. Yeah. The regular okay. cab. Yeah, I have the regular cab uh, airbag truck on yep. 26s, on uh, KMCs. I have a 97. Do you OBS. feel like a trader on KMCs? Oh, it's Wheel Pro, so you're it's okay. It's Wheel Pros, no. Right. I tried to do forces, but KMC had the better option at the time. I bought a 97 short bed GMC uh, that I'm getting ready to start working on, do some stuff on. So um, I have a 1,100 horsepower Honda S2000. Oh wow. my god! By the way, S two thousand badass car. Very, it's, it's a slick. varied. Con, uh, that car. That is, that that car is one of those cars that it, 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 I was going to buy a Corvette, 
and a friend of mine talked me yeah. out of it and said, uh, you know, you got to come drive this car, and his was supercharged. The chassis is awesome. They're rear, grow, they're rear wheel drive. Yep. Growing up racing go karts, it was a good yeah. fit. It drives like a go kart. And it's cool because the uh, the little four cylinder uh, engine revs like nine thousand RPM. It's uh, now, behind, now it's ten five. No way, ten five. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Uh, what's cool is the entire engine is mounted behind the front axle. So like perfect 50-50 weight balance. Well, probably not with all It's one of the few cars ever made that's a perfect 50-50 weight. Awesome. Drives awesome. Is it better than like an NSX? I think along the lines. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, along the lines. Obviously, NSX was mid-engine and S2000's uh, Roadster. Oh, here's his trucks right here. Let's see. That's the dually and the... the I can't see uh, because somebody won't turn it around. That's a good combo right there. Those are sexy trucks. So that's your dually pulling the... uh, Oh, yeah. That's that's the one we saw from SEMA, the regular cab on 26s. So that's the only time it's been out since LST... Wow. Why? Because I'm it got busy. Because oh. it's still stuck in the mud at LST. Uh, yeah, it's still, it's, still, it's still buried in the mud. No, I, I've just been, you know, concentrating on this stuff, going to as many shows as I can, hanging out, and, uh, you know. You doing, love this stuff, don't you? I do, absolutely. Uh, you got to be passionate about it. If you're going to be in this industry, you got to be passionate. If you look at it as a job, that's all it's ever going to be to you. Yeah. So. Yeah, if you're in this industry because it's a job, it's. Get out. Get out. Yeah. We don't want you. <laughs> <laughs> what we do want is we want more people like Jason. Not, hey, I'm not the world's best. I, I, I try, and I try every day. I've always said in this industry, the day you quit learning is the day you need to get out. Yeah. Because it, it constantly changes But your enthusiasm day. is infectious. I appreciate that. Thank you. I, I try. I'm actually retiring. Are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want to see some of these uh, cool things, go to uh, at AFW underscore Jason underscore Sandog or at American Force Wheels or AmericanForceWheels.com. Yep. Check out all yep. their offerings. You off-road guys, check out their 17 beadlocks. They actually uh, make a pretty badass forged wheel for uh, the off-road crowd that you probably didn't even know we about. Actually, we actually make a 20 by 10 beadlock, too. See? There you go. Because Nitto does have a new 42-inch tall, 20-inch tire. Learn something new every day. Just gotta, I just gotta, I gotta, you got to get something to put those on. <laughs> yeah, I do. All right, how about this? I need a truck. If, if, if Lightning gets a truck and gets those tires, will you provide the wheels? Oh, we got to talk to the sponsorship guy. We're not <laughs> sure who that is. <laughs> You're the best. Thank you, Jason. Yep, thanks, guys. Right. Loves me some Jason. Good guy. Yeah, awesome guy. And just the, just the whole American Force story and what those guys are doing. And, um, man, they got a lot going on over there. Except, you know what they're missing? Uh, engine sounds? Yes, exhaust notes. <laughs> <laughs> that was a horrible segment. I don't, Sorry, I don't know. That was like, uh, that was like uh, it was a train wreck. Is that what that was yeah, like? Yeah, that was a train wreck. We just I, I thought it was a train, a train mashup. Here we go. Know your note. Come on now, it's time to take a trip down Speedy Lane. We're gonna play an exhaust for you, and nope, we're not insane. Well, maybe a little. Know your note. Come on and cast your vote. Know your note. Get it right, and you can gloat. Know your note. Vroom, 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 vroom. Oh my lord, listen to that. I'm going V8. Yeah, it's gas V8. For sure, gas V8, but but what kind of gas V8 though? Hmm. Alright, we got an email here. What do you I'm not opening the email until after you uh a gas V8. So that is a I'm gonna say it's a push rod. It doesn't have that camera sound to it. Oh. Sounds okay. kind of lumpy. So if it was a push rod, what would it be in? Uh, I mean, is it a LS? Is it a small block? No. It doesn't sound like an LS, does it? 
So what else has a pushrod V8? Unless, I mean, is it... Is it a Hemi? Is it a Magnum? Is it a... It kind of sounded... Is it a Ford? It sounded like a smaller Hemi. All right, I'm going to open up yeah. our email here. Okay. Uh, this is from Keaton. Yeah. Hieronymus, and he, he said... Know your notes. 99. Yeah. Jeep Grand Cherokee. A Jeep Grand Cherokee. With a five-inch semi-stack from the high-flow cat on back, <laughs> straight-piped. Come on. That's a little... Come on now. <laughs> that's a little out there. Like, know your notes. I mean, if you're trying to mess with us, that's, that's well, that probably... Worked. That's that, solid. I mean, that's definitely... All right, so all right. this is going to be Lars. Let's see what oh, Lars yes. has got okay. cooked up all here. All right, all right. That's a Jake break. A hundred percent. That's a big ass truck. Oh yeah. Dude, that's listen to how long it is between shifts because he's rolling that big old baby arm. So that's a is that a big old Peterbilt? Uh, I don't know. Or is that a Kenworth? I mean, you don't know because yeah, who knows? They have, there's, engine, a, there's yeah. a million engines you can put in there. I love the way it sounds, though. <laughs> it's still going. Go on for a while. Oh, hold on, wait. There's one more. All right, let's play wait, that. Wait. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm gonna say a big rig. I just I don't well, know what yeah, it is. Yeah, I, right. I mean seriously. All right. Know your notes. Gonna open the email up here from Lars Lars Duick, who has uh, written us over the uh, over the years. I will say it's really over, over the months. The year, I guess over right. The year, yep. It's my 07. Freightliner mm-hmm. with a C15 cat accelerating and jaking. Hope the audio isn't too crackly. Yes, it is. Yeah, it sounds that good. That thing sounds awesome. Yeah, it does sound good. Okay. Know your notes. Hello, Truck Show Podcast. This is Matt from Denton, Texas. Calling you with one that I think might stump you. That's right. This is a guess that sound guess that engine whatever you guys no, call it anyway no uh, want to give you a good sound recording give you guys a fair shot good luck guess what engine and what truck oh we, we know do it's both. a truck all right at least we know it's a truck yeah oh did you hear that did you hear that door yeah it's, i mean it's old school yeah that door like a school. pop like one yeah. of the push yeah. buttons like yeah, on my yeah, f100 yeah, yeah. yeah did you hear the ignition Click, click, click. Yeah, yeah there's old keys school. jangling. Yeah, yep. super, super old school. How many keys do you think he has on his ring? Uh, Meaning, like, is he a janitor? He a janitor? Or, I was yeah, just going to yeah. say, is he a janitor? Yeah. Hmm. That's oh, a four-cylinder. Is that turbo in there? Is it a thing? Like a Volkswagen thing or something? Uh, no, because it's too poppy. But that's a rev limiter. He's hitting the rev limiter. I know, limiter right I know, there. but it just sounds too poppy. And the rev limiter's low at like less than under four grand. I don't know that. It's a guess, but... Man, I, I'm i stumped. If you haven't paused or <laughs> guessed by now, it's a 1983 Ford Ranger. With a 2.3 turbo. See, That's I told right. you. Wow. It's okay. a mini truck. That's oh! awesome. Keep up the good work, guys. Nice. Five stars, all that stuff. 
Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. I just want to point out, I said it was a four-cylinder, and I thought I heard a turbo. You did? So I I get half credit on that? Uh, yeah, that was uh, your guess was strong. I think, was, I think that was fair, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yeah. for all the things it could have been. This is uh, Seth Breving. By, by the way, uh, that era of 2.3 liter turbo Ranger, along with the Toyota Turbo 4 of its era, were two trucks ahead of their time. How so? They were in the 80s. And Good now point. today we've gone full circle, and now all the trucks are starting. Well, not Toyota yet, but the Rangers got its, uh, once again, a 2.3 liter Turbo 4. True that. Know your notes. Uh, that's a V6 with an exhaust? It sounds older, though. Like yeah. I'm, he- I'm hearing like maybe a mechanical uh, fan. I'm hearing... But who would have a V6 and mechanical fan? Like an older Ranger or something? So maybe it's not the mm. fans. There's other it's not a there's Ranger. other grittier noises that I'm hearing. Is there is the startup from inside the cabin? I'm, I want to hear the beeps on the dash. Oh, you want to go even yeah. further back? Yeah, that's outside. Okay, here we go. Nope. Those, be- those beeps, those high tone, those are yeah. not no, in. Those are somebody yeah, backing somebody up else, wherever yeah. he's in but the, the shop. But the first or... one, though, listen to the very first All beep. Right. You ready? The very first yeah. beep. That ding. Toyota. Ding. <gasps> yes. I bet it's Toyota V6, so it's it's not so a Tacoma, though. I think it's older. Like, Or uh, is it a 4Runner? Could be a 4Runner. I mean, An same platform. Four runner. Yeah. Right. Well, you've got it. It's Seth. Uh, Hold Seth. on. Let me, let me open the email. Seth, he, I think. Seth, it is Seth, yeah. Seth sent us an email, and he put a bunch of spaces, and he puts, keep going, and so the answer is like two pages. Know your notes. Almost there. What is it? All right. Yeah! What is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? The dash beeps gave it away. A 3.4 liter V6, the 5VZ FE from a 01 Toyota Tacoma. Yes! All right. Dude, finally. I'm feeling pretty good about finally. that. Finally. Okay. Yeah. Good job. All right. All right. Who else do we have? A lot of Holy crap lot of is that badass. A lot of fan noise. Because it's probably on a dyno. Yeah. That is sweet. It's an import. It's a turbo. Wow. Wow. So. Dude, that was awesome. You said it was turbo, so yeah. I don't I heard, know. definitely heard the turbo in there. But it was too smooth. It wasn't a four-cylinder, and it wasn't an eight. So It's got to be a six. So I think it's a six. I don't think it's a truck. What? What? If it's not a truck... Well, hold on. Let me let me see. And it revved high. Can I play? Let me play it again. Hold on. I'm gonna play it again. I'm just gonna play it. Here we go. But wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. He has a hint in his email. Holman, you'll be pleased to know it's a five-speed from a four-by-four from 2001. What? Five-speed from a. All right. Let's do it again because to me it's it's too smooth to be a four and definitely not an eight. Okay, that's a that it's either a car. It sounds like a car, but he says it's a four by four. So is it engine swapped? I have no idea. I don't but that, know. It's not a four. It's, it's not eight. And it's not a V six. So doesn't that sound like it's nearing like six grand? It's higher. I think it's higher. Really higher oh, than yeah. six grand? Yeah. All right. I mean, I want to say it's 
a straight six? So is it a, like a BMW? Is it a Mercedes? Did somebody take like a Mercedes straight six and nah, put it in a truck? That doesn't sound like a Mercedes engine. Maybe a BMW. BMW. Like what other? What else has a straight six? That thing was straight six and turboed. Jaguar. I'm kidding. Not, it a, tur- be Jaguar. not a turbo no. though. No. Know your notes. All right, so he says it's a five-speed and four-by-four four from 2000. I'm, I, for one, am stumped. So okay. let me open up his other email here. All right, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Scroll down. This one I'm dying to know on this one. And the vehicle on the dynamometer. Oh, my gosh. At hilarious. over 6,000 RPM is Holman. If you didn't manage to guess, it's because I meant to throw you off with a hint. However, the hint is true. It really is a four-by-four four and a five-speed. But I managed to fit a Turbo 2JZ GTE from a Supra oh my God. in a Tacoma <laughs> and keep creature comforts like AC. Shameless plug, my Instagram is at 2JZ underscore Tacupra, T-A-C-U-P-R-A. Again, love the show. Keeps me entertained on my cross-country drives, hauling a trailer in my 2500 HD Duramax. And that's from Antoine Heithier. And, uh, that dude, truck's got to haul balls. Dude, that's <laughs> amazing. Know your notes. Vroom, 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 vroom. All right, so uh, know your note. Awesome. I feel like we did a pretty good job there. No, we did not. I mean, we got some half points. No, we did. We got one out of like five. All right, I'm taking it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think we generally We lost the race. I mean, look, we got a participation award, but we did not win. (laughs) Okay, I'll take a participation (laughs) award. My whole life, I have a whole trophy case of saying uh, you participated. (laughs) Uh, Maybe that's what's wrong with us. Hey, uh, speaking of uh, knowing your note, I think our next guest is uh, making some pretty awesome noise with what he's doing. And- uh, see what you did there? I think, <laughs> you like I, that segue, I think huh? that Chuck would know every note that we just played. Uh, he probably would. He would have just lapped us. Um, but he's doing more than just exhaust notes. Yes. So Chuck Mallet, Mallet Performance Cars, can you dial? Do you mind? Yeah, let's do it. Please enjoy this Verizon ringback tone while your party is reached. Classical. You used to have that. No, I never had this. Not your once. Old, I thought your old phone had it. Not once did I have that. On your old K-Rock phone? Nope. Is this Chuck? Yes, it is. Chuck, Lightning and Holman, Truck Show Podcast. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? We're fantastic. Before we can talk to you, we've got an intro. Do you prefer punk rock or country? I punk rock. Punk rock. Oh, you're you're <laughs> gonna be sorry. <laughs> innovator, moderator, truck show, innovator, moderator, truck show, innovator, moderator, truck show, innovator, moderator, truck show, truck show. Man, that hurts my throat. <laughs> See, because it's, I guess it's a little more death metal than it is punk rock. Yeah, it's a little bit more death metal. Yeah, exactly. So, but you are an innovator motorator, the innovator motorator. So we got to Chuck Mallet on the phone. Mallet Performance Cars. So Mallet uh, Cars has been around since 1997. So Chuck is uh, is no stranger to the performance aftermarket, and probably know him from a million uh, TV shows and magazine reviews of his. Uh, mallet performance cars and now you guys are getting into trucks and uh doing some pretty crazy stuff with the colorado yeah the um the guys from gm came to me and asked me if i do a little help them on their trucks so we've you know picked up a colorado and wanted to do a supercharger and nobody made it so we actually make our own that's too simple of a story okay (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I feel like there's. So where do you know? How do you know where to start? What type of super supercharger do you choose? Um, uh, we just, well, there's... we've been yeah, we've been supercharging Corvettes and Cadillacs and you know for for GM for you know 25 years. So we figured. You know, we knew what we needed for airflow, and we knew what we needed for, you know, air charge for temperature. So the only way to get to that was to to oversize the supercharger and try and keep our, you know, our intake temps way down. So that's how we make so much power with it. When I was looking at the uh, the email where you first reached out to me, and and you had seen uh, the long term report on our uh, ZR2 Colorado yep. four wheeler, and. Yep. Uh, Going through some of the uh, the notes you sent me, you've got your kit for the 3.6 liter V6, which, by the way, is no slouch, uh, yeah. you know, stock, especially with that new eight-speed transmission. It's a pretty nice setup. Yeah. But you guys add a 1900 Eaton TVS rotor with a custom pulley assembly, water tank, high-efficiency intercooler, and heat exchanger with an eight-rib belt, and you crank uh, performance up to 361 uh, horsepower at the wheels, 332 pound-feet of torque. And according to... Carb, which you found during the emissions testing and certification test, you add about four miles per gallon in efficiency. Bonus? Yeah, yeah. We found actually it was you know, it was an average, and it just depends how you drove the truck. The direct injection loves the boost. So once you once you put eighty eight degrees of air temp into the intake manifold and start putting it under you know nine ten psi, that three six comes alive. And that three six is stout enough for uh, for nine or ten pounds of boost. Yeah. Absolutely, that's amazing. It'll it'll actually take more than that. I've we've you know ran it up to 12, 14 pounds of boost and made a lot of power. And then in my my own personal Colorado, I'm right at seven hundred at the wheel. So, <laughs> oh my lord! Yeah, wow. so it'll t- the stuff the stuff will stay together. You just got to manage the, the the ECM. You got to manage the traction control, and you just got to make sure you know that it doesn't bang between the gears and you know knock the teeth off the pinion and. Well, you so, said that you've installed over 100 kits since 2016 yeah. with some of your customers putting over 50,000 miles on the trucks. Yeah, these guys are using them up. I mean, they're guys are doing them, going off-road with them. They're using, you know, they're doing not rock climbing, but using their trucks, you know, like they're supposed to, like they were designed for. It's pretty amazing. I was also uh, yeah. reading your note that you guys had uh, taken your shop ZR2 with the with the blower, full exhaust, and then bigger, you know, wheels and tires and a roll cage. Yep. Yep. Entered it in the best in the desert blue water uh, resort, Parker 425. Went out and hung out with the big guys out there. I don't know if you've seen any of my stuff, but most of my stuff is show car perfect, shiny, you know, inside, outside, upside down, perfect. So this was the first thing for me to go off-road and get my <laughs> dirty. So it was <laughs> it was something totally different. And I had a I took a brand new ZR2. I mean, brand new. It had 170 miles on it. Gutted it, caged it. Put the best in the desert has a radio equipment that we had to install in it, and Richard Winchester, who used to be part of BFG, I know him. Said, okay, Richard sent me some some BFG, some Kevlar, two seventy fives and two eighty fives, some big tall tires on it, and so we, believe it or not, we actually dropped the truck about half inch and cut the fender wells up to keep the tire from scrubbing on it on everything. So, yeah, I've had a chance to uh, race in the Colorado platform with the Halls. And uh, Chad oh, Hall's okay. campaigning his ZR2, and so I just I know yep. just how capable those trucks are yeah. in, in relatively stock form for that kind of environment. Rod was uh, actually him and one of the guys from General Motors uh, went out with me and did the when we did the pre-run, and uh, so I followed them and we ran you know we ran for that eight hours, 
I, I was amazed. I mean, I, we were going through 13, 12 inches of silt at 65 by an hour without even the truck would didn't even went. So it was it was something. Now Chuck, why supercharger instead of turbo? I know you're a supercharger guy. No, we do everything. We build turbo twin turbo Corvettes and Cadillacs and but the turbos just take so much effort and so much time to spool up and it really doesn't work on an off-road application. Because you know, you're trying to build boost, you're trying or you're trying to get the thing to go and you're waiting and you're waiting and waiting and I mean that has a lot to do with the I mean the the makeup of the turbo right the size of the turbo you're gonna go and altitude and fueling and all exactly yeah yeah yeah, everything but at the uh, when once you start you know when you put a turbo you know turbos make good power at the top but when you when you need grunt when you need to pull it from the bottom up there's nothing like a like a, a screw supercharger I mean it compresses the air instantly at idle we're making a pound of boost you're not even you know on a turbo piece you know, you have to get the thing to at least twelve to seventeen hundred RPM before it even starts to make a boost. So, and we're already we're already making boost. You know, at idle basically. You are battling a little bit of heat, and you you're making your own heat exchangers, correct? Yes. Yep. Yep. And then, how? What do uh, you? What's your um, strategy for keeping the transmissions happy? And and obviously, we talked about not chipping ring and pinion teeth. So, what, yeah. what's the way to keep those things alive with so much boost? Well, we spent we spent a ton of time on ECM. My background with GM racing and, you know, doing all the 24-hour races and, and doing, dealing with all the production and release engineers for General Motors for 35 years, we went to them and said, hey, we're going to do something here. We're going to try and keep this thing together. And they're like, oh, that's easy. We can do this, this, and this. And basically, we do it with the, with the Cal. You know, we just put a little bit little bit more delay in it you know we take a little bit of timing out between gears what has uh the truck market been for you is was this your first performance truck or did you dabble with them in the past and and how has it brought notoriety to the the mallet brand well we in 2015 or 2014 i built a silverado that was that won the gm design award that was a 427 cubic inch lt1 with a three liter supercharger on it oh my, god. And, oh my god three liter yeah. supercharger so that was the and i made it look like a c10 i made it look like a you know 72 c10 so we made our own moldings and two-tone painted it and all that it kind of kicked the, the the truck thing off and then i just saw how, how much response we got from it and then you know while we were at sema uh dr jamie myers it said hey we got this colorado coming out we really want you to do you know to take a look at this thing so i ended up going run out and bought, bought one and then we started supercharging it and then i've always been a road race guy so my first truck we built you know i put a four nine inch under it and long link suspension and had poncho weaver from weaver trans am car you know uh, poncho's my neighbor so we went through and put kind of a, like a pseudo trans am chassis under this under my colorado nice you know um, a SEMA from brembo put big brakes on the truck so we made a road race version of it and then once we started doing the supercharged part of it, then all the off-road guys started coming to me and saying, "Hey, we're gonna. <laughs> I bet we really. Yeah, we need some power. We, you know, we're putting big tall tires on these trucks, and we're losing a lot of energy. And so that's. So I said, okay, well, we can we can actually because we took our supercharger, our 1900, and we were, you know, I was spinning it with a 2.7 pulley on it, so I was put 20 pounds of boost in it. So we went, you know, we backed it off and put a, you know, four and a half inch pulley on our 15, 16s, you know, made right at nine pounds, nine and a half pounds of boost. And it just, 
the DI, the direct injection, just really came alive. It really made a lot of a lot of torque. So, do you think you'll be doing more uh, more truck stuff based on the yeah. response to the Colorado? Yeah, we we do one every week, and we sell we sell a supercharger kit almost every day. That so sounds like we, a pretty good business at seventy two seventy two hundred bucks. I mean, yes. you know, I was looking at the price, and it's not bad because so for seventy two hundred dollars at a hundred horsepower increase, it's only seventy two dollars a horsepower. I mean, that yeah. sounds like a bargain. Yep. And then if you put the the four inch pulley on it at, at one hundred twenty nine bucks, it adds it gives you another twenty, so you're at one thirty at the wheel. So it's it's a ton, man. Any other mods? If I'm bringing this to you, and by the way, it's a it's a DIY kit, right? I can do it in my garage. Yes, yes. But I, but I also, if I'm you know, if I don't even know how to turn is, a, is, turn is a light bulb, I can. But is it reversible I, if I want to return my lease at the end of it? Yes, <laughs> even better. <laughs> yeah, you could take just as long as you keep all your parts, put them all back on. It's actually, I mean, you have to send me the ECM, and we'll flash it back to stock and and run it. So how how are you getting? Um, access into the ECM, because I know one of the biggest challenges for a lot of manufacturers in the aftermarket who are doing the aftermarket kits are that many of the OEs have, you know, these lock, incredibly, lock yeah, yep. these encryption levels yep. are so high now. Yep. Is that just based yep. on your years of experience think, with well, Chevy? I think EFI Live, you're still getting in as well, right? Under the Colorado? Uh, no, we don't use EFI Live. Okay. I have software that I've, that we've put together. It works really well and it's, and it works in conjunction with GM stuff. So it's not like it's locked out. The dealers aren't locked out. They can actually plug into the truck. It it has our fingerprint in it. So once once they plug into it, the the dealer can actually go in there and put their stock stuff back in it, and it doesn't affect our cal. Believe it or not. Oh wow! Good to no know. kidding. But will <laughs> yeah. will at some point will you be locked out like a lot of other tuners? Um. I mean, at, at at some point, maybe. will you be calling Motec or somebody for an ECU? No, I'd never do that. Okay. Yeah, you the Motec stuff's really, really good, um, but it really doesn't work with OEM stuff because you got to have the body controller, you got to have everything. So, so the whole truck talks to itself. Yeah. You now know? it's all and, and Canva stuff. Yeah. yeah you, so you basically yeah. have to do what, what HP tuners did with the L5P, which is you'd have to go in, take the CPU off the board, put your own on, yes. and then so you can talk yes. to it. Yes. Yeah, correct. and that that's really just. You know the that's, way of the future. What, really. that's, yes, that's what everybody's going to have to do eventually. Yeah, I was so. looking at what comes with your kit, and uh, we we're talking 361 rear wheel horsepower, 332 pound feet of torque, fully complete yep. bolt-on do-it-yourself, a Eaton TBS yep. 1900 rotor, genuine GM tensioner and steel idlers, high-efficiency yep. uh, intercooler and heat exchanger, CNC yep. machine pulley assemblies, hard coat anodized, which is yep. very cool. Fleet quality eight rib gate supercharger belt, which is actually a very high quality, very very good belt. High-strength yep. corrosion-resistant fasteners, two-gallon custom aluminum high-volume reservoir, carb EO number, so yep. uh, people out here uh, on the left coast can have fun in their Colorados as well. Yep. Uh, there's 17 other states that uh, <laughs> yeah, adhere well, that, to those that rules. Too. Performance yeah, tune we, and yeah. uh, a detailed, fully illustrated color manual. So for your money, you're actually getting a great level of products, but also very quality components for the for the kit. Yeah, we, that's what we're, that was our main goal, was to make this thing as nice as we can make it. You know, so, all, you know, like everything is super detailed, all the anodizing, you know, uh, Fluidyne makes our intercooler and it's a, and it's a, it's a NASCAR core. So it's the highest efficiency core you could buy that's on the market. I mean, our air temps at 88 degrees. It's amazing. No matter what I'm talking on the desert, running in the park of 425 pre-run, I was at 88 degrees on my intake temp and it was a hundred degrees out. Well, and people don't so, realize that, you know, in the desert, 
that matters because as you get dust and, and things caked into your heat exchanger yep. or your intercooler, yep. that efficiency is going to save you from having rising intake temps and taking that power away or, or getting yep. to the point of detonation. Or going or, to, or, yeah, or going to limp home mode. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So, so it looks like you have really thought out this kit, and I'm looking at some yep. of the pictures, and the engineering and the way it fits under the hood is is actually well, it looks like it was meant to be. The fact that I'm yeah. looking at some of the add-ons. So if, if I'm going to if I'm going to Chuck, I'm I'm spending the seventy two hundred bucks, but I'm not stopping there. Yeah. I'm going for the catback exhaust. Our our exhaust because you know, it's three hundred four stainless. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also did you see it's also built as a merge collector. So we don't run like a like the production stuff is a ninety degree bend or a 90-degree um, uh, intake, or I mean exhaust flow against their own flow. So it's actually really, really, you know, necks that whole thing down. Super restrictive, right. And also the, 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 the right side bank, CAT, runs, t- runs almost 15 degrees hotter because of that. So we actually bring our CAT temps down, like once you're on it full throttle and stuff like that. With our merge collector, it actually brought the CAT temp down by 20 degrees. Which is pretty significant. That is significant. Yes. Right? I was just going to say, I was looking at the website, and uh, I see a drop-down menu for Lamborghini. I, I, I got to ask you about that. I know we're, we're truck guys, <laughs> but we're also gearheads, and so I, I have to know more about this. I'm putting together a 2650 right now. <laughs> I'm building a complete kit for the, for the Huracan and the R8. Look at the so, picture of the engine that is out of the car yeah. on malletcars.com. Holy yes. crap. So our, our 3D printed stuff will be here tomorrow. Intake <laughs> manifold. I'm going to be the first guys to actually have a carbon intake. So we're wow. running, I'm having full carbon intake. There's not going to be any metal on it. I'm trying to, because that big chunk of iron or aluminum really generates a ton of heat. No, I can imagine, so, especially mid-engine. So I'm, trying, so I'm trying to isolate it. So I'm doing uh, intake manifold base out of G10, I'm doing four by four carbon t- uh, twelve uh, weave on the carbon intake, so I'm I'm flipping the supercharger upside down, and I'm running like a tulip, like <laughs> out oh of God. the supercharger awesome. down back around to the ten cylinders. You know what so, the only thing that I have G10 on? The what? handles of my pocket knife. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that thing looks uh, incredible. Well, and, it, it, so uh, it's interesting that you've been doing this for a long time. But yeah. there are other companies that are in the space. Now, most of them are turbos, right? I think it's underground. Correct. They're yes. turbos. And then and they're, and, they're, and they're down the street from me. Yeah, okay. They're, they're right down the street from me. They're, and are they throwing stuff. rocks at your window? Or are they going, get out of our market? <laughs> yeah, no, not yet. Not yet. Wait till I come. Those guys don't even know what it is. Is this a SEMA project? No. Okay. I was wondering if we would no, see it in I a couple can't. months. Okay. No. Okay. I, no. I, it's just... I have full-time engineer and myself. We're flat out every night, every day and night Man. trying to get this thing together. But that sounds like a, a passion project. That's just yeah. like, a, you know yep. what? We've done it all, and we're yep. going to we just we're gonna do it just to show people we can do even more. Well, he's got yeah. two Huracans in the shop, right? Is that, or is one a, is a yeah. Mercy? Okay. One's a Performante, and the other one's a, is a, is a, is a 480-2. So. Because I, I, a Performante wasn't enough. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> now, that's that'll be the second car we supercharge. Matter of fact, I've got buddies that own the the uh, driving school down at Road Atlanta. Oh man. And they got a and they got a Performante, so they're like, we're number two. We're next. <laughs> we're next. We're, I bet. So, are these yours or these customer cars? 
These are customer cars. Very cool. It's amazing uh, that you'd buy this car at I don't know where they run two eighty three something five hundred. I don't know where the Huracan runs. You can yeah, you can get them anywhere from like one eighty seven to two sixty. Oh, I'm in. Yeah. So, but yeah. then they just they don't even drive it. They take it straight to Chuck, and they're like, it needs yeah. to go yeah. faster. Like. You didn't even put 30 miles on the thing yet. It no, just... that's the craziest thing. These guys want this thing. And and it's and this this customer is not like my Colorado customer. The Colorado customer, you know, they do a lot of research. They, you know, they're very cautious. And, you know, and these Lamborghini guys are like, oh, shit, let's send me to get, I'll send it out to you. Can, you, can I have it Friday? You know? Wow. <laughs> okay. So speaking of uh, supercar or mid-engine car, we would be remiss if we didn't ask you. We've we had a debate here over the uh, the C8 quote unquote Corvette, and yep. obviously the the new mid engine car. And for yep. for me, my personal opinion is it's it could have been called anything but Corvette. I know Zorov. I know the story. I know GM's been teasing a mid engine Corvette for you know forever. Yeah, many but, years. Right. But I feel like. You know, it's and it's a hell of a value for a mid-engine car, and they they, yes. they they hit it out of the park for the the chassis and the platform and all that. But it's, to me, it's just not a Corvette, and it doesn't have that distinctive Corvette feel. There's, I feel like there's a little bit of Ferrari in there. There's a little bit, yeah, of, a little bit of NSX in there. A little bit. Well, yeah. what they they went they they went upscale. You know, they just the Corvette guys. You know, everybody every year. You know, I I do a ton of research and a ton of development for the Corvette platform, and I have since like '83. So I, yeah, you have a storied history with the Corvette platform. Yes, I've yeah, I've done 35, 24 races for Corvette. Yeah. So the, what was the customers were what they were asking for is they were asking for something a little upscale. Yeah. And that's what YGM built it. I, I guess you know from I mean? my standpoint is is with Viper going away, that front engine rear wheel drive is truly American, and I felt like yep. they went chasing the Europeans when nobody you know in my opinion was asking for that, you know, it was a question nobody asked necessarily. Yeah. And I feel like we've walked away from the true two-seat, front-engine, rear-wheel drive, American, you know, supercar yeah, driving experience. They, they did, but what what they were looking for is the engineers and all the chiefs, you know, of Corvette, they, they were looking for the next performance level. Yeah. You know, they wanted to go to the next level. I don't know. Z, ZR1 was pretty damn high. I mean, what you're going to uh, get. That's a, pretty stout. I know. Yeah. I've got guys that send me ZR1s and we go through them. We step yeah. on a ZR1. Are you serious? So, <laughs> yeah. Well, how much more can you get out of a ZR1? Uh, you can make another 100 and a half, 200 if you want. <laughs> At you what know? point can you just not get any traction? <laughs> Depends on what gear you're in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, at least in a, a ZR1, you can still get a stick, right? You can't, yeah. you can't yep. in the new, the new Corvette because yep. the, yep. the engine tunnel and the fly-by-wire. But yeah. I don't know. I was, I guess, for all of the um, the hype for it and uh, and all of the the waiting and anticipation. I was a little less than impressed with the styling because it just didn't scream Corvette. It just looks like uh, uh, so yeah, many different vehicles in one. I, I can't talk bad about it. You know, I'm a traditionalist. I like yeah. the, the old school stuff. And the new car is beautiful. Yeah. I get it. It just but it's doesn't not, feel. But it really isn't a Corvette. Right. I know that. Yeah. You know, but to, to, to get to the level of performance that the guys were looking for, like the new ZR1 that's coming, the mid, yeah. the C8 ZR1 oh, is yeah. going to be badass. Well, I you'll mean, be chasing that uh, hurricane yep. around uh, with that yep. car, right? 
Oh, you know it. I, I will say from a build quality standpoint, the uh, Lamborghinis and Audis are really good. You look at the Ferrari. A lot better and, than they used to be. Yeah, it looks like Mario welded it half drunk on uh, you know on Saturday or something. Man, it's just yeah, I know. First time we saw a yeah. Ferrari on the on the lift, I was like, what the hell is this yeah. crap? You know, you look at a yeah. Lamborghini and they're all you know really really well. You really tell really robots nice. did it. They're, yeah. yeah, they're they're really nice stuff. That's yeah. that's why I kind of gravitated to them because they're just such a cool piece. I have a question for you, Chuck. So a lot of the guys that are bringing you these exotics, they pull them to tracks and whatnot, and they're pulling them yep. oftentimes with a diesel. Is there right. anything on the horizon from Mallet for diesel performance? No, 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 no. I don't. I. It's too big, too dirty, too stinky. Or uh, <laughs> how about the new six six uh, gas uh, platform? And I drive a Duramax. And I have a brand new Duramax. So well, I mean, then I, how I, dare I, you say that? <laughs> I'm just telling you that's. But for our shop and for a big mass of engines, and I'm just not a diesel guy. That's that's you fair know, enough. My, but how about a yeah, si- how about the yeah. new six six gas engine? Is there is there hope for the heavy duty guys that you're going to play with that, or, or the Ford seven three with a ten speed? No, I, GM only. Okay, that's all I do is the GM stuff and and Lamborghini, and then I've got a couple other guys with exotics that have been in my neighborhood are beating on my door here. So <laughs> I just I feel like a. Uh, a three-liter supercharger on top of that new 6.6 gas engine in the new Chevy Heavy Duties would be pretty badass. Exactly, exactly. Are, are, can we call you and have you back on the show when, uh, when yeah. you get that engine yeah. all put we'll, together? We'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, when we finish it up. <laughs> <laughs> where can we go, Holman, where can we go to, to, to try one of these supercharged Colorados out? Have you have you uh, driven one? I have you? not. How can we get some seat time? Fly even to if North even Carolina. If it's only Fifteen minutes. You could either you could either do that, or if I have a customer out west, that you can jump in and drive one. Or I was I'm waiting for uh, Maxim Tire right now. They wanted to use my black Colorado for SEMA, my uh, desert truck. So if it goes out there, you guys are welcome to take it and and, and drive it. Yeah, I think so, Maxim yeah. is out here, aren't they? They're in Southern California, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, we we would love to uh, have an opportunity to uh, to take a test drive and make sure we get some yep. s- recordings of that sweet sweet supercharger wine. Yeah. Does yep. it? And yep. how how yep. does it sound? Because you're using it the Eaton. How does it? Uh, how does that one sound? Well, we run that big eight rib belt, and we run the really tight tolerances on that stuff. So, and I'm running a I'm running a ZR1 style belt tensioner. Okay. So, so what? I'm, so it, it quiets it all down. It's not. It has a little wine to it, but okay. it's not like. It's not like the old school line of a big of a six seventy one or an eight seventy one. So what's louder, the supercharger or the rear tires lacking traction? <laughs> the uh, depends how big the tires are. <laughs> <laughs> now I I've been racing in the uh, in a ZR uh, in a ZR two, and okay. uh, so I know that experience. And then I you saw the long term test where we had the yep. uh, the little yep. diesel version that I took my co host Lightning out to the desert and we did a show on it and. I think I scared him a few times and took him, uh, you know, as fast as you can go in a stock truck safely. I wasn't scared. Yep. <laughs> no, yep. I mean, you didn't lose control or anything. No, but no, I was, no, no. I was absolutely stunned how great that suspension was. Bone stock. Yeah. Stunned. That shot, the shocks work really good on that truck. Yeah. You know, I'm a Penske guy. We do development work for the for Penske shocks. Yeah. So I'm a chassis guy. On my last shop, I had a seven-post shaker in it. So I did all track maps for most okay. of the cup stuff so that's i'm a chassis guy by by trade and that's the r2 i'm telling you that shock setup works really really well especially for only having about nine inches of travel like you you i know it's that. amazing know that. the spool valves on those multimatics the dssv how yep. much uh energy they dissipate in such a short amount of stroke to me yep. 
That the, the two things, and it's funny, you can drive a traditional uh, shim style shock and you can drive the spool yep. valve shock and you there's a, a very significant difference in feel. Difference. Yep. And the yep. spool valve almost feels like there's a hydraulic bump stop on the suspension or on, in yeah. the truck. It's amazing. I um I actually have Penske's on my my street truck. Okay. And not my not my ZR2. I left the production shocks on my ZR2. Yeah. My our Penske shock setup actually was a little harsher than the ball valve. That's amazing. We dynoed them. I mean, we, you know, I've, I've got the Penske guys that are actually literally a half a mile away from my shop. We're on the shock dyno just testing the stuff. If you got a 2015 or newer Colorado Canyon or ZR2, you got to bring or it. Bison. Or Bison. Or Bison, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. He blows my mouth. Oh, my God. Bring yeah. Bison. I already did, we've already done. Uh, we've already. We just finished a 2020 bison. I'm just. I'm, I'm cleaning my. You couldn't hear, but I was wiping the drool from my uh, from my jaw. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. I uh, I just want to drive a Colorado. I mean, and like I said, the 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 three six. I believe stock is uh, 301 horsepower, something like that. Yep. At the crank, it's two. We've seen as high as two sixteen at the wheel and as low as two oh one at the wheel. Ooh, that's a that's a little Big variance. Yeah. 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 Yep. Well, I guess it depends on mileage and then how broken it is. Yeah, a little bit, yeah, stuff. a little bit of mileage and uh and the the trucks themselves. Um there the uh how can I say this nicely? The <laughs> uh there is a difference. Yeah, there's so a tolerance not, difference, I guess is there, there's to a to, there's a tolerance difference and you know, the trucks that we're, we've been dynoing, you know, I've done, I don't know, probably 30, 20, 30 trucks we dyno, just, just testing different pr- products because I'm coming out with a stage three also. Oh. I'm gonna have a, so I'm going to have a little more power. Um, and what is that going to include? Just as a pulley and a belt. You know, that, that supercharger will put enough wind to put 500 at the wheel on that truck. <laughs> too, too bad the uh, diff probably won't last. It, it'll give That's out. a good no, way to spit yeah, out your lockers. Right, ex- exactly. It, well, the diff, the trans. <laughs> Everything so, downstream. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but if you manage it right, you know, if you manage it to where the truck, you say, okay, well, you know, above 45 mile per hour or 32 mile an hour or whatever it is while we're rolling, we can start, you know, turning the cams in a little deeper and start putting a little more timing in it. And yeah, aren't so, variable valves just amazing? Like just yeah. the, from a tuning oh, yeah. standpoint, <laughs> that, that's got to be one yeah. of the 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 I don't know the biggest advances in engine tuning is when variable yeah. valve timing came out to, because you don't yeah. do camshafts anymore. I mean, that's just yeah. yep. unbelievable. Yeah, uh, I would imagine Chuck that you probably uh, are familiar with your uh, local uh, constable. <laughs> from no uh, one calls them constables right <laughs> oh, that's highway yeah. patrol yeah we state trooper uh, we do, we've been caught a lot so, <laughs> so i have a story for you that i think you'll appreciate uh so lightning and i were in our zr2 and we were heading up uh, highway 395 out here in the california desert in the mojave and uh you know we we're doing about 80 and just heading out to our uh, uh, trail in the desert where not I'm crazy take fast it. No, but we were like fast there, there weren't, but there yeah. weren't that many cars yeah. on the road we were so like we, 15 over and we're probably. in a bright red yeah. truck yeah we're in the we're in the colorado and, and uh in front of us a car starts slowing down and we're looking and we're like oh crap you know it's a chp and we're gaining on him <laughs> and he's got his rear radar on yeah. so true story Right before our turnoff, he pulls off the highway because he's going to let us pass him and then catch us and then catch us well, yeah. it just so happened that our turn off into the desert, just turn off the highway. 70 feet was, in front of his yeah, car. 70 feet in front of his car 
We literally did not slow down at all, made a right turn, blew off into the desert, and as we were going down, you know, behind us in the dust. Did you guys, did you guys drop the window and wave as you're going by? We might have uh, shouted and high-fived, and he, he, right after we passed him, he rolled up that 70 feet, so he's like center line with the trail, the road we yep, pulled off, yep. and we watch him watch us go off into the desert. And he just pulls back on the highway. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> just gave up, drove away dejected. Yep, yep. It's like one for the good guys. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys uh, go salivate on their uh, on his website. So it's Mallet Performance Cars, and you can yeah, find malletcars.com. Malletcars.com. Yep. yep. And if you've got one of those uh, aforementioned Colorados or Canyons, you got to hit them up if you've got some discretionary income. And Chuck, we'd love to have you back on uh, anytime to talk about uh, either that uh, <clears throat> six six project or uh, okay. your stage three on the Colorado. I'll, and uh, I'll stand. I'll stay in touch. Okay. And uh, I hope to see you guys out of SEMA. Oh yeah, we'll be there all week. Yep. Okay. Thanks, man. All right. Fantastic. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. Holman, serious question. Yes, sir. Do you mind if I get my freak on? You email. Yeah. I email. Do it. We email. That's right. Everybody email. Type it up. Mm. You email. Proofread. Yeah. I Email. Now, why am I dancing and you're not? Oh, I'm always dancing. <laughs> so, who's reading first? Am I reading? You going? Who's, who's going? You can't just sit there and bob your head. Oh, I'm sorry. The I was, music I, ran well, out. I was doing it, but I think you just disturbed me with getting your freak on. <laughs> I was, uh, I was so just. Uh, You've never seen me get my freak on. No, I was so appealed by that comment that, well, it, that threw was me just, off. it was just me just bobbing my head. That was me oh, getting me getting okay. my freak on. Woo! All right, I thought I mean, it was wasn't way like anything disturbing. Oh, okay. All right, let's uh, let's read some emails because we got a ton of them. Sure, do it. You me first? Yeah, go for it. Me first, and then give me give me. All right, so this one is titled "Asphalt" from Trevor. Silly Holman. What you don't order asphalt in cubic yards you order it in tons oh i expect duh. i expect nothing but perfection from tsp <laughs> what he says. thank you trevor frequent writer appreciate you trevor oh that's funny all right we got one from uh, trucker jones <laughs> who hates when we call him yeah trucker. well he's actually tucker jones but we love calling him trucker jones because we have a little bit of dyslexia and yep. i think the first time he emailed us we call him trucker jones give me some trucker it's funny now he signs all of his emails, Trucker Jones now, which is <laughs> awesome. He says, what's up, Lightning and Holman? Just figured I would give an update on the Jones family truck fleet. We already had an 82 Bronco, which is our project wheel and rig. Technically a wagon, but at least three quarters of a truck, right? Then my wife's daily driver, 2006 Expedition Eddie Bauer, it has a truck motor and truck transit, is awesome in the snow and for hauling kids and strollers everywhere, so that's at least a quarter of a truck. We used to also have a 2011 Expedition XL. Long story of why we had two Expeditions. Hmm. Maybe one for parts? I don't know. I'd like to find out. <laughs> uh, he says, just a few days ago, we finally traded in the 2011 Expedition for 2012 F-250 XL what crew year again? cab long bed, 12. Okay. With the 6.2 gasser. So that's the engine out of the Raptor. Mm-hmm. Says it can, of course, haul our camper, kids, and dirt bikes all at the same time. So far, it's a great truck, but a crew cab long bed gas truck isn't necessarily a great daily driver, so we also have a- No, much- they get great gas mileage. Oh, amazing. <laughs> says, uh, so we also have a much more reasonable 2005 F-250 regular cab 6-liter Six speed. He's got that a freaking fleet. Daily drives. Well, he's he did say fleet. fleet. I mean, he I warned us, right? He wasn't joking. Says, uh, did I mention I'm a brand loyalist? You know, I couldn't figure out what the common thread of was. He likes Chevys. Yeah, was it? Is yeah. that what it is? Uh-huh. I just loves the bow tie. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, keep up the great work. Every show rocks. Always looking forward to the next one. You guys are a good team. Peace out and Trucker Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Trucker Jones. This one's from Ryan. He says, what's new in trucks? I see where you're going, Sean, but I can't <laughs> believe I'm saying it. 
I'm giving it to Lightning. <laughs> and then he says something I can't pronounce pronounce in uh, in, in German. It's mit mit Freund Dlitchen. I can't believe you're trying. Gruben. Uh-huh. Kind regards. Yeah, he. that's how he just, it's a signature. That's his signature. I, I, I destroyed it, yeah. yeah <gasps> killed it. Ryan works at Wabasto. Yeah. Did we know that? Yeah. You knew that? Uh-huh. Why are we speaking to him? Uh, we can. Uh, he hooked me up. I, I don't well, know if Wabasto, you... Wabasto, forgive me if I'm, Wabasto is the sunroof manufacturer. Well, they do everything. They do all sorts of stuff. Now they're really big in electro, uh, electric chargers for EVs. Okay. Uh, they, and they do a whole, uh, sunroofs, um... Jeez, uh, I don't know. They're, Ryan, they're you didn't one. know this yet, but you're going to be a guest on the show. All right. Just uh, warning you. So he hooked me up because if you remember, I was complaining when I had that uh, PF plug-in Range Rover yes. about how miserable the charging experience was. The one was. that got like 12 miles from your house yeah, and it ran Even out. though it was supposed to have to be 30 and sure. then it took so long to charge. Uh, he hooked me up with Webasto to put in a charger at the house. So when I'm testing electric vehicles, I can actually get a decent charge. And so we're going to be trying that out as we get more uh, more hands-on electric stuff. Hmm. So I appreciate that, Ryan and Wobosto. Nice little spiff right there yeah. from Wobosto. Yeah. So doing a little something with them. What you got over there? Uh, from Matthew. Matthew says, uh, Holman, maybe we can swap Lightning's Mini out for the mini truck. And he wouldn't notice. LOL, JK. Great job. I would notice, and I'd be, uh, I'm all for I, it. I I'm all th- for no. it. Wait a minute. Be careful. Be careful. You haven't seen what we're doing here. Oh. Uh, great job on keeping the suckage down and the stars up to five. And that's Matthew from Birmingham sends us. Wait a minute. That's an awesome slogan. Keeping <laughs> the, the suckage down and, and the, the stars, stars up high. to five. Oh, stars up to five. Yeah. Say, let's say it again. Say it again. I want to say it clearly. Are you ready? ready? Are you ready? Great job on keeping the suckage down and the stars up to five. Wow, that is so pukey DJ guy awesome, from right? the, it was like that? Yeah, but, it's like uh, mid-80s. Yeah, that's, like Rick Dees. Was that before your time? Uh, oh, yeah, way before <laughs> my time. All right, check this out, though. Anyway, he sends us a uh, New York Craigslist. Check out what he sends us. Keeping it, the suckage down it, and the stars up to five. By the way, it's literally a mini truck. Let me see here. <laughs> no way. It's a mini turned into a truck. It literally has a two-foot truck bed on the back. Why would Maybe someone ever do that? <laughs> I don't know, but it's funny. And why does he have giant screens for uh, visors, sun visors? Uh. I don't. There's so there's so much wrong with this. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> oh, look at this. Look at the price. It's for sale. He found yeah, it online. Yeah. Let me have you guess. Uh, I, I think Very it's rare custom 2006 Mini Cooper. 12.5. Tr- truck edition. Truck edition. 12.5. 12.5, you're saying? Oh, yeah, sure. Why not? Right here. Look at this. Say it out loud. $1,900? $1,900. <laughs> I think he means 19000 right? No, it says 19 I know. I think that's a typo. Good thing. Go buy it no. with your impulse right now. I call, happen to know. Call him right now and buy that for $1,900. I mean, an 06. Dude, mine's a freaking 05, and it's <laughs> only worth like five grand. So you know what? You've been bitching that you, you know, need I don't want this. I don't no, want I'm getting out of a mini. That solves all your problems right there. It's not a truck. It sure is. No. Look at it. <laughs> it has it has a mini bed. It's truck-like. I would get That's better than <laughs> what you're it's, in now. It's truck adjacent. <laughs> it is truck adjacent, <laughs> but only because it parked next to it at yeah. the uh, old truck stop. Uh, oh, am, I well, reading, am I reading this biblical thing yes, over here? Yes. Oh, uh, my Lord. Thank you, by the way, for sending that to us. All right, this one's titled Asphalt from Trevor, a frequent emailer. He says, silly Holman, you don't order asphalt in cubic yards. You order it in tons. Well, excuse me. I expect nothing but perfection from TSP. (laughs) Well, you're not getting that on this And then, oh, the next page. Oh, my gosh, Trevor, seriously, what is with this email? This uh, This is biblical in length, and I will try to read it as fast as I can. 
Watson Emissions Follow-Up is the uh, title. Stephen Watson, a couple episodes ago, had sent us a uh, email that we read uh, just about his take on the diesel performance industry. So I'm guessing this is the clap back from Trevor. <laughs> clap back? What are you, a rapper? <laughs> yeah, well, you know. You're so, uh, you're so, so hip-hop. Sometimes you got a West Coast feuds. <laughs> you, you got a what? West Side! Did you say I got a West Coast feud? It says sometimes you have West Coast feuds <laughs> in the hood. <laughs> no one's whiter. Okay. That says, uh, so I wanted to piggyback on Watson's email about emissions to say, I agree. I think there's room in the aftermarket to develop high-performance emissions equipment to replace the factory stuff, kind of like high-flow cats or very specific 6.0 bulletproof diesel EGRs, parts that increase performance and reliability. For example, my O2 Duramax with 350,000 miles, I can't even easily find an EGR cooler or cat to buy for it. And if I did, it would be hundreds of dollars. And that's a hard pill to swallow. It also ties into a general fear of the unknown I have, which I wrote in earlier to, to ask uh, the head engineer of the GM truck platform, which is, what do we do in 40 years about maintaining and repairing the current generation of trucks? Will I be able to barn find an L5P and get it running after decades of neglect and abuse? I'm sure electronics will be unimaginably advanced, and by then, some open source equipment can run the truck. But... Does that mean I'm tearing an L5P down to nothing and rebuilding its entire insanely complex electrical system from scratch built on open source aftermarket electronics? Even bigger picture. How does that work for the whole goal of reducing emissions and our carbon footprint? And these cars and trucks are becoming more and more complicated marvels of engineering and becoming more and more like iPhones or appliances. So what does that look like in 20, 30, 50 years? I mean, the iPhone has been around since 2007, and just 12 years later, half the models released are irrelevant pieces of technology that don't even work in today's environment and are too expensive or complicated to keep going. But an entire truck or car isn't just an iPhone that you can hide in your closet when you retire it. What are our junkyards and landfills going to look like when these increasingly locked down, complicated pieces of machinery of today age out and get replaced by our throwaway culture. EV swap. <laughs> I'd love to hear someone like Gail's thoughts on the very distant future of our sport hobby and way of life. Will I be able to find a 40-year-old L5P Duramax and have any hope of getting it running or driving? And at 77, I know, unfortunately, he probably won't be with us at that time. But since he's on the forefront of technology now, I think he'd, he'd have a pretty good idea of what it would look like for us for the next few generations. Um, and it says, thanks, Trevor. Uh, all good questions, Trevor. Uh, I think if you brought Gail into the picture, he would he would talk about his futurist friend, Sid Mead. Uh, that'd be an interesting question to to ask Gail. Like, what do you think the junkyards will look like? I mean, I haven't really thought about that. I don't, I but don't will know. The, will there be junkyards? I would imagine yes, right? I mean, even all the future apocalyptic movies all have, like, people raiding I mean, junkyards. Look, we can, so here's the thing. Our children will be able to hack anything. You know, and our children, yeah, children will hack anything. So I think just- And they'll no, probably be smarter with the electronics. I mean, look, the fact that you can, you know, monkey with a, an old carburetor, yeah. it probably won't be that scary for uh, our kids. Well, I mean, it is scary when I monkey with a carburetor because I can make a working <laughs> one not work really yeah. quick. But, ah, huh. interesting. I don't know. That's kind of depressing. All right. Well, uh, moving on to a less depressing email. <laughs> yeah, go. All right. So I got an email here from John Gregg. I think this was an email we, uh, he had written us a few episodes ago. Okay. And apparently he uh, has more to say. 
So did got, he write it a few episodes, or we've been sitting on it like lamos? No, no, no. Th- this was written last week, so oh. I think that th- we, he's responding after hearing us read his first episode on the uh, on the air. Okay. It says hi, guys. Sorry, I did not mean to make it sound like it's either listen to your show or drive off a cliff. Dot, dot, <laughs> dot. And it was good to hear. I didn't sound like a total tool. But on listen- which is worse, listening to us or driving off a cliff? Uh, at truckshowpodcast at gmail.com <laughs> or truckshowpodcast at uh-huh. gmail.com. Depends uh, where the suckage meter is. Yeah, at. or 657 205 Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, and it was good to hear. I didn't sound like a total tool. But on listening to you read my email, I realized my first truck was a nine month old 86 Mazda B2000 SE5, no power steering and no AC that my brother sold me. So, yes, I'm seasoned. My 2018 Murano identifies as a truck trade in. Trucks I, will, yeah, trucks I will consider. Z71 Colorado, 1500 Silverado, 1500 GMC Twins of above. I really wanted a regular cab short bed. I drive 208 miles each way to work, and no one goes with me when I'm home. The Murano was the wife's car until we realized we need to get bigger and got a Traverse. I'm so due for my truck. She's had three new cars in a row. So Lightning, is it really you're being picky, or is your wife holding you back from getting a truck? It's a should I order? Should I should I answer here? Oh, do you want me to keep going and then you answer uh, the end? Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I might look at an F one fifty, but I really like the Titans. But now, which do I get? A nineteen or twenty? I have a Nissan to trade, so it makes the most sense. I'll trade it in on. And without driving it, I like it. Is it just me, or does the twenty twenty dash look like an F one fifty? Thanks, John. P.S. I leave at six a.m. Wednesday and get back noon on Sunday. Fifty five hundred to fifty six hundred miles. KC to Salt Lake twice. In KC to Denver and back. Wow. Dude, that's a lot wow. of drive. Yeah, I can't is. believe he even has his own car to drive when he gets home. Like, why? Just There's no reason. Sleep on your couch. Uh, so my wife gets a new vehicle every roughly two years. Yeah. And that precludes she's me from leasing, getting one. right? She does lease. Yeah. That's like my wife. My wife is also a leaser. And Was a serial leaser until we got married. And I'm like, you cannot have a new car every nine months. That gets rolled right on in. And gets, keep so you're yeah. spending $900 a month on a Volkswagen. It's stupid. Yeah, yeah. It's so anyway, we, we fixed that. She's in a vehicle that she likes, and uh, we're yeah. on the three-year plan now. Uh, so my wife doesn't. My wife would be happy if I got a, a new vehicle. She doesn't mind it at all. She understands that if she gets one, I get one. The problem is there's not enough cash. Yeah. It's just not. So, well, you guys just bought a house, too, and you've been yeah, renovating. And, and, and all that stuff. And, and my cars are cheap. Like, yeah. I don't. The most expensive two vehicles I ever purchased was my, I had a BMW uh, 540 supercharged. This is back in 97. Yeah. And that was a, that was a SEMA car way back then, believe it or not. Um, I do believe it. And then the other, the my Dually. Obviously the truck, yeah. The, the Dually was far and away the most expensive one. And now- um, well, You bought that used too. I did buy it used. Yeah. Phenomenal condition, but yeah. Uh, and then I've got so I, yeah now I've just got got the mini yeah but the problem is is if you if you sell five of your cars you can probably get a decent truck but barely honestly <laughs> well no I mean it, honestly so I was thinking about it if if I sold the mini huh? and I sold the other car in my in my driveway <laughs> you are sidestepping the issue yeah the one that's under the car under cover the car cover yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 the one that you refuse to uh, to complain about mm. huh. I wonder if uh, somebody just drove by your house and uh, took a photo and posted it. That's what we should do. Instead no, know your note. No, know your car, and then I'll take a picture, and they'll have to guess what's under the car Some, cover. You'd be able to. I think you'd be able to. Although I might have to try that. I think uh, I there's only a couple cars it could be. You are on my way to work every single day. You that would be funny. <laughs> that would be funny. Uh, someone would guess it pretty quick. I think. Yeah, probably. But if I sold it and I sold the mini, I would buy half a new truck. That's pretty good. Uh, I mean, I guess so. I just don't want to make payments. I own everything. Mm. Now my wife's again. 
you asked, like, yeah. was it the wife thing? Mm-hmm. My wife will have payments forever. Yeah. Yeah. Forever yeah, my, until we die. My wife will do just because she likes Me? having a new vehicle every few Goose years. egg. No payments. Yeah. And I can't live with a payment. I so could go just, either, either way. I, I'm screwed. I could go if I- we I have, want that new Ram with a Hellcat engine. That's what I want. Start saving now. You might have money by the time it comes out. <laughs> All I know is we have like one stupid credit card we have to get rid of, and then I could, I can get my new vehicle. We just paid off our credit cards. Yeah, dude. we're we're close. Yeah, we're close. It'll be it'll be next year. It's so crazy rare. Yeah. When I was single, we, zero. We debt. don't spend we don't spend anything on our credit cards at all. We just, it's just left over from like house stuff, well, renovations where we went over, we needed a little yeah. something, and our wedding, and that's it. Mm. Everything else we like we we pay cash and whatever for everything else, and so if we can get rid of the credit card, we're in good shape. Just gotta get rid of that thing. I'll be. I'll just feel like free. It is. It is. It's nice. It's liberating. Yeah. All wish right. The, I wish the wife didn't have any car payments. So he asks about the Titan, and he says, "Does it look like a F one fifty dash?" I don't think so. Actually, I think the dash looks better than the F one fifty. I've never really liked this current generation. When the I can't remember. It was the Ford Atlas concept, which was the concept truck that previewed the current generation of F one fifty. The concept looked awesome, and the dash looked awesome. I just feel like when it translated to production in plastic. There's a lot of edges and grooves, and there's it just doesn't feel like it's smooth. Like to me, they could have done a lot better job. It's got really hard angles, and there's you can tell where the plastic ends and stuff like that. And just mm. to me, it's not as upscale as it could. it's nowhere near what the Ram looks like now. And for that matter, the Titan. I think the Titan dashboard is higher quality, and I like the new dash with the you know with the landscape uh, positioned nine inch screen. I think that's really awesome. I get some people have seen some F-150 in the vents, but when you see them side by side, not really. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things where like, oh, that looks just like this. And then you look at both of them together and you're like, no, nah. uh, no, doesn't. Personally, I'm getting a 20 if I'm getting a Titan. I really like the 19. It's been a great truck. But the upgrades and all the things that come with the 20 and the, the, the styling, to me, makes it look like more of its own truck. So I'm, I'd am i go 20. Unless yeah. you need one today and go get a 19. Yeah, well, unfortunately, the deal. wife's got payments, so I can't have a 20. Got to do a 19. Hopefully we didn't bum you out there, John. No, as you, you bum uh, me out. On your 5,500-mile <laughs> uh, work week. Yeah. That's crazy. It sounds fun. You know I love to You know I love the road trips. I don't know if I drove for a living, if I would get tired of it, but I know that they're t- right yeah. now. You like it because they're novelty. Me, I love the open road. I love uh, it. No, I love the open road. That's what I'm saying. But but if you did it every day, it wouldn't be as cool. So, like, so my problem I is- I agree. That's what I'm saying is yeah, yeah. I don't know. And now I have gone to- I've dri- So I've driven to Alaska. I've driven to Nova, Nova Scotia. Yep. Driven to- I've driven the, the 10, the 40, the 70, and the 90. Yep. And the 5 to Alaska. Yep. I've driven- So I've uh, I've gone to uh, by Halifax and Nova yep. Scotia. I've driven all that stuff. And when I I got to I got to Nova Scotia and I'm like I wish there was more highway like yeah. just into the ocean. But, but if I you did that going. every week, it wouldn't be as fun. You're probably right. And here's the deal: for me, I have to go a different way every time because I get bored of starting in the same place and going in the same way. Like mm-hmm. I will drive a different way to Phoenix. I'll go through Flagstaff just to be different. You know, like I'll go out of my way. I'll go to Moab, the southern route through Arizona. I'll drive back from Michigan through the southern states and Texas and Oklahoma and the, I mean just. You know, I, I get it. I, I have to do it. So if I did the same thing where I left from the same home base, I would be bored for that first thousand miles until I got to something new. Yeah. You know? So I love the open road. I love a road trip, but I I like my two or three cross country trips a year. And to me, that's perfect. Hmm. So going back to John really quick, one question I have for him as a long haul truck driver, how many accident free miles does he have? 
Because you know a hmm. lot of people go, oh, a million accident-free miles or something. I, I'm curious. Like, if you're amassing that kind of mileage a week through all types of states, drivers, terrain, Well, are you saying roads, it's kind of like a motorcyclist? It's not, are you going to go down? It's when are you going to go down? Oh, I, well, maybe not. Are you jinxing our poor listener? No, 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 no. <laughs> yes, I'm you just, are. No, I'm just curious. Like, if that's your job- He's listening to this right now crashing. While he's driving. No, he's not. <laughs> no, he's listening to right now being super safe going, that's right, I got this. Uh, I'm just curious. As a long-haul trucker, and I know we have a lot of guys who do long-haul- like, what, do you expect at some point there's going to be an idiot driver or a moose in the road? Just or be like, careful. I mean, just think of all the hazards over that that kind of mileage. It's crazy. I just wondered, like, is it? Do you go a year without well, something? Uh, do you is, ten d- years? And, and so, is John going to then email you and say, "Hey, Holman, you fly so much, you're going to go down"? No, because I pat the plane. It doesn't. Well, then he pats his truck. Okay. He caresses the gas tank. Then I just need to know that that's what he does. <laughs> I I feel for his safety. That's all. Okay. That's all? What do you want me to say? (laughs) That's it. I just, I'm just curious. You you jinxed the poor guy. I don't, I don't think so. I think I gave him Sure hope not. Well, I'm praying for him. I don't want to say, I don't want to read that we were responsible for killing one of our uh, listeners. We've never been responsible for anything. (laughs) Why would we start now? (laughs) We're especially not responsible for a good show. I'll tell you that right (laughs) now. Not after that ending. That's for damn sure. (laughs) Wait, that's it? We don't have time to recover? I feel like well, wait, in the plane ask. analogy, the plane's going down and we're pulling up. Nothing's happening. Now the yoke is broken. Yeah, in our hands. Yeah. <laughs> no! The truck show, the truck show, the truck show. Oh, oh. I got it. What's that? I got it. You know how he's like, what's news in trucks? No, we, we, we aborted that. Oh, I know, no, no, I got that. a new one. The truck no podcast. The truck no podcast? Yeah, because no, don't do it. Oh. You guys suck. Don't do it. No, that's awful. Is that awful? Yes, it's it's awful. I wish you hadn't brought it up. (laughs) Well, maybe uh, you can rename the show at Truck Show Podcast on Instagram. Can I have a new (laughs) co-host? No. (laughs) Truck, no. (laughs) Truck, no, you can't. Damn it. I said that this would be a good show. Remember that, what I said like two hours ago? It was really good till the end, and you got sad. <laughs> oh, you're blaming it on me? Yeah, because it got all dark and like. You got all dark talking about if the guy's gonna crash. No, no, no. I didn't get dark. I was going for in- information. I was uh, trying to be informative about how that works and like no. wh- what kind of mileage is considered how no, high mileage a, for it's no. A, it's either it's either sour and dark or it's a bad question. It's a great question. Dying to know the answer. Wait, no, 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 not no, that no, one. no. <laughs> uh, all right, well we. We got to What's happened? We got to pull up now. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, why don't you send us some more know your notes or leave us some comments? 657-205-6105. Hit us up on social at Truck Show Podcast uh, on Twitter. On Instagram and Facebook or Truck Podcast on that other one. And uh, don't forget to head on over to uh, Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. We yeah, haven't we done reviews. We didn't read any. I know. So we got to remind people now. Okay, listen. We need them. Go to Apple Podcasts. Go to your app. So to leave a review, it's not at the top. It's not super intuitive, right? You've got to scroll all the way to the bottom. Yeah, it's different up, on your right? phone, or you can go on your on your laptop and open the iTunes or the Apple Podcast. They're not going to do that. They're on their phone right now. But the ones who actually we have a ton of people listen on their computer, believe it or not. Okay. So anyway, you go to uh, ratings and reviews, and then you can write a review right there. Otherwise, scroll down on your phone. Leave us that five star review. Uh, we're we're aiming for. Uh, I'd like to get six hundred by uh, the end of the month. I thought we had 600. Well, we have 629. Right. Total but they're reviews, not all five stars. They're not all five stars. Oh. Remember, we had that beef with oh, those other guys, yeah. and they sort of. Our record is marred. Uh, yeah, well, 
Somebody left us a four star because we had five and we have six now. Oh. Like, what can we do with that one person no, uh, to bring them along? On. Come, come on, on, guys. Just, how hard is it? How? Uh, here's what I love. I this give is, up. I love the guys who are like, I cannot listen to this podcast. It's so bad. I must leave a one star. And then they just disappear in the ether. It's like, just don't leave anything. Just don't listen. I think it's too much like Yelp. Now, Maybe. Yelp, you bought something. You paid for it. <laughs> yeah. Right? And you, you bought and, this podcast but, with your time. Uh, see, I think that's what it is. That's what it, oh, I think, we wasted their time? I think that's what it is. Oh. We wasted well, their time. Well, then listen to it at one and a half or two time speed. We sound like chipmunks, we but waste, it goes by really we fast. We still wasted half their time oh, then. Oh, that's true. You know what's funny is we have two two-star reviews, three three-star reviews, and then six four-star reviews. It's like, no, it's supposed to be four four-star reviews, and then those extra two go up in the five-star review. What kind of crazy math are you doing over there? I don't know. I just want five-star reviews. All right, five-star reviews. Head on over to Apple Podcast app on I phone. think we deserve it. Nope, we don't deserve anything, <laughs> but we would love to have you guys think we do. Uh, so please leave us a five-star subscribe. Tell your friends. You know who would really appreciate a five-star review? Who? Nissan. Uh, Nissan would love to have a five-star review because it means uh, their investment in the show is smart. It means they're wise. Mm, why is like offering a five-year, 100,000-mile warranty on their Titan and Titan XD pickup trucks? Look at that tie-in you just did yeah, right there. Yeah, uh-huh. Smart. You know what else is wise? You're crafty. Protecting your stored items in your bed by having with a, a deck, deck system? Deck storage system with those Texas ball bearings. Yep. NissanUSA.com. Head on down to your dealer or check out deck.com. And on that note, I uh, think we had another gloriously amazing show. You know what this episode was? What was it? Five star review! Five stars! Thanks, Emmy Hall. We can always count on you. (laughs) Yes, we can.